0: sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD.
1: Good friends of mine Well, I just tune them in WG and Overnight Steve and Johnny Chicago's Pride and Joy They give life after dark For all of us to enjoy up and listen up, and they'll be there, at your side, life after dark, is where I'll be, forever gonna be some sweet sounds sweet sound, night oh on the night shift, oh, mm-hmm. shift you'll feel like family. and Johnny, gonna be a oh, good night, night,
2: night. Oh, gonna be alright, on the night shift,
1: oh, the night night shift. shift. they make you Ooh. feel at home, you know you're not a
3: Shift home. Hey kids, him and her on the radio Yes, we made it through
4: We did
3: and, and thank you to everybody who was saying Be careful as you're driving, be careful as you're driving
4: They, they were as kind as of freaking driving. me out yeah. Are you sure you need to drive in? Oh gosh, I was okay with it Until you guys started heaping all this fear on me And actually people on the road were driving decently tonight
3: De- except for the one guy that we saw coming down Peterson Avenue with no lights. Only one. Yeah.
4: That's rare. It's usually a half dozen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and people were keeping a safe distance. And it was very obvious when you cross over from the suburbs into Chicago, I have to hand it to uh, the streets and sand guys because those major thoroughfares were well cleared and salted. Yeah.
3: So, seven. Was the temperature yes. on our car's thermometer as we drove in?
4: I just checked right now. Our windchill is eight below. Okay. But that's nothing. The Kansas City-Miami game, the actual temperature at game time was minus four. The wind chill was 27 below. The fourth coldest game in NFL history. Gee, I wonder who won. <laughs> I had visions of the Miami players, like, on the sidelines, crying. No, the tears would freeze. Just saying, please, God, let me go home.
3: <laughs> that that really is an unfair
4: advantage. Well, yeah, out of all the teams in the world to be yeah. playing on uh, on a record cold night, yeah, you're right. It's a bit of an unfair advantage.
3: Well, in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk a little more sports, including that horrible audience reaction at the Bulls game yeah. last night. That yeah. was just blech.
4: Yeah, blech. Is the, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was.
3: Mark Carman's going to join us uh, in a few minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, even though uh, last week we had Tom Appel on with us, because of the snowy, blowy, cold driving conditions, we're going to have Tom on with us uh, for a few minutes tonight to talk about winter driving. Yeah, And some stuff that a lot of people forget.
4: Yes, yes. Bob Fukuda, the keeper of the big plug, is in the studio with us. Do you have a rear-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, or all-wheel drive vehicle? Front. Front-wheel drive. Because we've had the occasion to talk to people, and I had a conversation just the other day. We were at a funeral on Thursday talking with someone about mm-hmm. their car and whether or not it was front-wheel or rear-wheel drive, and they did not know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, kinda need to find out because when it snows a lot, your car drives differently if it's front wheel or rear wheel drive. And
3: that reminds me of the of the friend of ours who was oh, so go ahead proud. and say
4: the bank president.
3: Yeah, he was. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was so proud of his new vehicle. He
3: got a it was a brand new Chrysler three hundred.
4: Very cool. Yeah, great-looking car. Oh, he couldn't wait to tell us. All the bells and whistles. Yeah.
3: Until he took it out in winter and realized, oh, this is rear-wheel drive because he hadn't taken it for a test drive. And he well, said, i got to get rid of this car. If you test drive uh, it on
4: dry pavement, though, you don't realize that a rear-wheel drive car gets that whole fishtail experience. Yeah. I mean, some of us were raised knowing that you had to have kitty litter in the trunk of your car, yeah. just in case. Not only did it weigh down the trunk of the car, but when you got stuck, along with the throw rugs that you had in the trunk of the car, you could hopefully get out of that parking place.
3: And because my dad worked at uh, South Works, U.S. Steel, Southworks on the south Along with the kitty litter that was in the trunk of our car, yes, he had custom made. There were cross hatch, uh, basically steel. Uh, what do I want to say?
4: Runners? Yeah, yeah.
3: That that we would put under the rear tires, and then uh-huh. the the uh, kitty litter, and you away know, you go.
4: I had stupid throw rugs, and when you'd hit the gas, the throw rug would. Pff- spit out and you know fly behind you and end up on the windshield of a car behind you and oh those were the days weren't they <laughs> <laughs> those were, and guess what we walked to school up yeah, in both, both directions ways. none of this taking the day off and and none E-learning. of that oh. learning <laughs> yes hybrid yes. learning right <laughs> <laughs> hey julian he's the kid around here so i don't want him to feel hey, like i'm
5: almost 30
4: you're still the kid around here
6: (laughs) you didn't gain anything yeah Yeah. you
4: wallow in it my friend go ahead (laughs) i shall sulk now in your world you said you got a lot of snow in the last few days right oh yeah yeah
7: my back is killing me from all the shoveling i've been doing
4: and was heavy snow and because you're the young one you get to shovel (laughs)
7: lucky (laughs) you luckily i'm still in my 20s so i can do it
4: yeah well be careful though anyway Yeah, Yeah. You can do a number on your back so that when you're our age, you'll be sitting here going, oh. And I
7: know it's uh, a higher risk
4: of heart attack, I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very much so.
3: Ron, did you do the uh, kitty litter in the trunk? I used to, yeah. I'm... (laughs) I, I, I guess I don't anymore. I don't know why. I,
5: because
4: you have a front-wheel drive vehicle. That's why. You well, don't need it.
5: Well, that, that does help, you know. <laughs> and I currently have a no-wheel drive. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> Damn, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sandbags. I was talking with Brett, uh, our other engineer, and he said sandbags. We used to do sandbags. I, you know, I think of sandbags. I think of flooding. I think of Florida. In Florida, we have bags that we fill with sand in the event that the high, high water is coming up.
3: Hey, and speaking of Florida, Thank you to to everyone who has sent us very nice email messages and Facebook messages over the past week asking about uh, our place in Florida. And uh, we were 11 miles from where the tornado touched down in Panama City Beach. And if you go to our Facebook page, and the address is facebook dot com slash Steve and Johnny Show. Scroll down a couple of posts, and you will see a video that we posted of the horrific tornado damage.
4: Unbelievable.
3: We talked to uh, friends of ours who had been through Hurricane Michael, mm-hmm. and they said if you were in the area where these tornadoes hit, the damage was worse than Hurricane Michael.
4: And that's hard to believe, yeah. but it's not hard to believe that some of our friends said that they had a, a, a bit of PTSD oh, because sure. they had lived through the hurricane, and then what happened? Uh, and it was it was four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's so scary. We don't have sirens there because I don't understand. I don't either. Why
3: the bleeping bleep city? Yeah.
4: Because people. you're supposed to be uh, hooked up on, uh, your phone will go off. Well, not everybody has a smartphone and, and, and it's hard to believe, but they You're don't. in an
3: area that exists largely on tourist economy, which means you have a ton of people coming to your area that yep. know nothing about your area. So give them sirens to warn them when something bad is happening.
4: Yeah, but especially no. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um Well, let's not start out on the negative, okay? Because we got a lot to talk about tonight. Patrick's going to stop by. Uh we are going to talk about a negative on Facebook because yeah. I'm sure you all have received uh, a posts that pop up in your feed oh it looks like he died in the accident yeah, I, I or, can't
3: believe uh or,
2: or it's he a horrible died, blah, blah, he's blah.
4: gone a, that's all scam that's all a phishing th- a technique that's very popular these days and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, by the way we started out with a different theme song i knew this would happen people are like well, well uh, things aren't right I do, uh, and that, in the, that,
3: that stormy weather,
4: yes, and I love that, yeah, that is a take on the song, night shift, mm-hmm. um the song that people have come to know and love, Bob Young. Uses your name and then flips it with my name. Yeah. So a listener at an eight four seven area code says, "So why does Mister King get top billing? Huh. Because in that song, you get top billing, the but, night shift. But,
3: but that's why Bob Young, who did that intentionally, yes. gave you top billing. I know. Too. So I know. it was an equal opportunity. Well,
4: Elgin is checking in to say they tune in to hear Johnny Gale. So it must be somebody in my family because they <laughs> even spelled my name right. So family, thank you for checking in tonight. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back here on WGN.
3: Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Yeah, cold as ice.
4: So many people have... Let us know how they're listening to us tonight. We're in bed with dozens of people tonight. They said, we're all snuggled up. I got the dog in bed with me. I've got my radio turned on. All I can say is stop hogging the covers, please. And,
3: well, but once again, for people who don't know, the surveys have proven yes. that historically yes. our show, and, and this was the surveys were initially taken during the 27 years we were doing mm-hmm. uh, five nights a week, we had, and I think we still hold the record for the most PWPs mm-hmm. listening to us.
4: Mm-hmm. I have no doubt tonight, unless they have their onesies on, uh, PWPs are the people, people without, without pants. pants. So, for, and you know what? If you're out there running around and you're a PWP, uh, you need serious help. <laughs> That's all I can say. After that,
3: I'll <laughs> let you introduce Mark Herman. <laughs>
4: Well, speaking of the cold, we were just mentioning what is apparently was apparently the fourth coldest game in NFL history, and that was the Kansas in NFL City history. history. Yes, that was the Kansas City Miami game. Mark Carmen joins us. How are you, Carm?
7: Guys, i You know, as I'm listening to you right now and thinking about your 27 years and. Maybe the first uh, One of the first times I got to be on the radio As, uh, as a guest When I was working At WGN with you guys So yes. it's, a, it's a full History moment right now My first time On your Saturday <laughs> show So thank
4: you well, I appreciate re- being on I remember 10 years ago You took the picture That became our Christmas card that year
3: Yeah, you took One of the best uh, yes, Pictures of
4: us So of thank us. you Yes
7: so, it's... That, that was definitely Blind luck But i, I
4: <laughs> Well it is always nice To have an excuse To catch up with you Did you get to watch Any of the kc game with uh i guess a moment that is rarely seen in football patrick mahomes had his helmet shattered during the game because of the cold i can't even imagine yeah. what that feels like
7: it, it, it was a wild scene uh, in kansas city which is you know not i mean they're not used to that cold like we're used to the cold right but yeah. uh and, and ticket prices were plummeting, and all that. With the uh, the dinner party that I was at tonight, we had the discussion: what would, how much money would it take for you to get, sit out there, not paying to get in, but to be paid to sit out there for three hours in, <laughs> you know, whatever it was negative, what is it, t- negative twenty seven wind chill, I think. Windchill, oh, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, this, the football fans are crazy. This is the breaking news. They, this, this is a. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, as as someone who used to sell beer at uh, Soldier Field in the upper deck, in the upper corner, Ooh. that was the closest commissary on the coldest days ever. They, you know, and you can't be at a colder place in Soldier Field than upper tank like that. And, and they were there and they were drinking and it was, you know, one degree.
4: Wow. You
7: did that? I did that. I did that, uh, you know, I well, I, it was. It's the only profession, Johnny, that I reached the pinnacle in. I mean, I wrote.
4: <laughs> well, it, let me just say, if if anyone ever questions your manliness, I'm sorry, you got the calling card right now. Yeah. I'm I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's impressive.
7: <laughs> I, 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 I did it for a lot of years, Cubs and Sox, and and wow. for Soldier Field. It, if you were grinding in December because you have to get there early yeah. you're, you're you know there's no easy way to get there you're yeah. walking you got your. I mean it was it was it was that was a grind to make yourself a couple extra dollars
3: Well as someone who has covered sports for more than a little while were you at all surprised at the outcome of this game yes. in this climate
7: of the KC Miami game No I mean my, Miami uh, Steve, they were they were pretty banged up. And look, I mean, Kansas City's hasn't had a great year, but they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They've got Patrick Mahomes, even with the shattered helmet. Uh, I, all all things pointed, if you were a gambling person tonight, they, the Chiefs were a four point favorite. It just felt like an absolute lock. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times when that looks like that, it goes the other way. But tonight it it came through in a big way. They were they were Miami was just too beat up, and Kansas City's too good now. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win another Super Bowl, but I, I, I loved the Chiefs to win tonight. Uh,
3: but, but the key question is: Was Taylor Swift there? Yes, she was.
7: She was, and and I couldn't. We didn't have the sound on, but they were they were dancing hardcore <laughs> to. I, I, I think it was. I'm assuming because they were showing her it was. One of her tunes, and they, I mean, they the whole box was going nuts. The stadium was going up like that's just amazing. You you know, your 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 whatever he is out there, boyfriend, I, I, I assume. Yes, um, significant yeah, other. Both, you know, he's winning. he's making millions playing football. She's making billions. They're dating. Everyone's singing to your song. I mean, that's that's a pretty good life, right there.
4: Absolutely.
3: Well, well, I'm going to segue. But speaking of the stadium going up, the Bulls
4: ceremony last
3: night. last night one of the worst moments in chicago sports history in my opinion what do you think
7: so let let me be fully transparent here i you know i'm i am a you know grew up first sport in my family was basketball and and nba basketball like i went to bulls games before michael was here like I, you know, for the old school, old schoolers out there. I mean, uh, Reggie Theus, Orlando Lawrence, those guys, and then Jordan came. So I was a huge Jordan fan and a huge Bulls fan, and I, I never was a fan of Jerry Krause because of the way he conducted himself, and he was always starving for uh, credit. That you know he deserved some, but he didn't. I just I thought it was all crazy, and he and he was just not. He was you know not great to a lot of people, mm-hmm. so. That being said, last night, I mean, obviously I'm in the stadium. I'm not going to boo him because, it, you know, he's been long gone and all of that. But the concept that anything other than he was getting booed, if you put him on the screen, was you know, you, you had to not know your own franchise. He was booed at ring ceremonies. He was bullets, booed at championship. He was never cheered at any celebration ever. So to put his widow out there... And put him on the screen. It was so. If you had so said before, like, "What do you think is going to happen?" They're going to boo him. That's mm-hmm. what they've always done. They don't like him. They're not even going to be thinking about anything other than this visceral reaction to him. And then, who's ever producing the thing cuts to the wife. Yeah, and she's. I mean, you, you, you get her off the screen. Don't do that to her. Was, yeah. The whole thing was crazy. I, I, I like the, the the planning for it was so unbelievably blind i just i couldn't believe it that, so, so that it.
3: am i wrong it, it sounds like you're saying that there's equal blame the crowd and the people from the bulls management who planned this
7: i, I would i mean and i'm in the minority here too, but i would go even further like i don't blame the fan like that it, it this is how they have felt they've made it known like it's the, this, we're talking about sports fans on a Friday night at nine o'clock having a couple drinks, but they're not, they're not thinking about morality and whatnot. This is, you know, this is professional sports. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, this is, this is, I mean, you we're not in the library. We're, you know, we're not in a, in a, in a classroom. This is what's going to happen. Um, so I, I don't like, this is the, he, he earned what he got when he was here. Um, and then, you know they they haven't moved on from it, and a lot. You know who else has not moved on from it? A lot of the players haven't moved on from it. Yeah. You know, Michael doesn't come back, and Scotty doesn't come back. Right. Um, so there was no Michael
4: was, and no Scotty, and and Rodman used the weather as an excuse right. not to be there.
7: Yeah, and like the the thing that actually bothered me more about it than anything else is because is, is, you know I I always thought that the dynasty they should have they should have been allowed to lose, let them lose, and then you can call it and say it's done. But the guy who has a, had a major impact in that in the dynasty ending was Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. He, you mm-hmm. know, Jerry Reinsdorf went to him and said, "You know, at the end, hey man, do you want to stay?" And he's like, "I'm done. I'm out of here." And that ended it. Yeah, Phil Jackson got the biggest applause of anyone last yeah. night by mm-hmm. far. So, so it's like it's like there's a missing part of history there with the fans that that kind of bugged me.
4: Well, uh, you make a good point, though, that the camera was right there and ready to pan oh, right over to uh, Krause's widow, and it looked like she was in tears. I mean, it's really hard to look at that. That, in, that and, was just an embarrassing moment. Yeah, that was sad. It, it,
7: it was it was it was horrible, and she didn't deserve that at all. Obviously, like that, it's terrible. Yeah. And, I, and but but like, I just again. She should like there's no you you can't like now you're all pointing at the fans. no no no, no, no the the organization has to have some level of foresight of what was gonna happen is mm-hmm. that should never ever have been even remote like who i just who who. Who let's made see, that decision? What we, what should, like who let's this is how we're going to do this. We're going to show a big picture of Jerry Krause on the scoreboard and then right after we do that then we're going to cut to his yeah. wife. Yeah. Like, like if you if you're going to put her uh, up there, she is first. Like yeah, you you show her on the screen and, and then, then go the to the picture said, representing yeah. the late Jerry Cross's wife Thelma and the people. It would have been a completely different reaction if yeah. they had done it like that. I agree. The, 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 I have it.
4: to agree with you. And and honestly, that's some that's an angle of this story that yeah. I had not considered. We're up against the clock, Carm. Thank you so much for joining us as always. It's fun to catch up with you. And and then thanks for your perspective because I have a feeling yeah. we have to come back and visit that later tonight. Yeah. Thank you. you
0: guys, thanks, guys. Have a great show. Bye-bye Stay now.
3: warm. Uh, More coming up. Stay with us on WGN. Ah! Swimming and sliding and peeping and hiding out the windows as you're trying to get from point A to point B in this weather. Yep. Yeah, I know I'm stretching, but it was an excuse (laughs) to play a Little Richard, okay? (laughs)
4: That always warms you, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, from your head all the way down to your toes. It do, it
3: do. Steve King and Johnny Putman <laughs> at WGN Radio. And I know we had Tom Appel on last week, mm-hmm. but with the advent of the snow, blowy, icy, windy, and, and, and seven degree temperature on our thermometer as we were yeah. coming in tonight, weather, we thought, you know, we should maybe talk a little bit about driving in this stuff.
4: hmm Because there's a whole lot of things I think we take for granted. We just get in the car, we put the key in it, and we hope that it it kicks in and, you know, you can get where you're going. And as we were driving in tonight,
3: I I stated the obvious. Automobiles are a wonderful invention. I mean (laughs) Because we left, and it was so, so cold and so slippery, and I thought, you know, here we are. You had this this, and this moment. You said, wow, we're, we're cars just are so there. cool. It's, it, it, it's comfortable. <laughs> the the temperature was good. You had an epiphany
4: right there in the car. It was just like... And I didn't yeah. get hurt. It, it just...
3: <laughs> it, and I think the way I said it to you, yeah, I, I get uh, global warming and climate stuff and all that. I understand that, but yes. cars are cool. <laughs>
4: Well, and on that note, we say, hey, Tom. I love cars.
3: <laughs> Tom Appel, for those of you who may not know, is the uh, publisher of Consumer Guide. And, and he's, he's our He's, he's our nice car guy. to join us.
4: Yes. So, Tom, as I said, we take a lot of things for granted. But if you really start talking to people about their cars, you realize that many of us are kind of ignorant about that big piece of machinery that we drive around. I think you would agree, right, Tom?
8: Oh, if, if you watch a video on YouTube only about how the internal combustion engine works, you're <laughs> baffled that that actually works. Like, that <laughs> happens, happens 3,000 times a, rough, you know, a minute. But how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> but gas engine works, and cars work, and they're so reliable. It's crazy how reliable cars
4: oh, are. Oh, no. You're about to have an epiphany,
3: too. And, I'm going to
4: back up. <laughs> and I wonder
3: how many people listening to us right now know if their car is... Front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, or all-wheel drive, and beyond that, know the difference in how all of those drivetrains react to this kind of weather and slippery streets. And
4: that's why we wanted to spend some time talking with you tonight, Tom, because Thursday I, I had a conversation with someone as we were talking about the fact we had driven through a little bit of snow to get to this funeral, and the person was absolutely unaware of what their car was is it front wheel or rear wheel drive I said what are you driving so I knew for a fact they had a front wheel drive vehicle I think they would have known if they had a rear wheel drive just by the way it behaved in snow but uh, what do we do how do we educate folks about how you drive your car differently are most cars front wheel drive is that just the safest thing to say
8: yes it is Very few cars are actually rear-wheel drive, and the vehicles that are offered as rear-wheel drive are generally offered as all-wheel drive, and in the Midwest and in the Snow Belt, people tend to go with the all-wheel drive versions of those cars anyway. I was talking to a BMW salesman recently, and and they still sell a lot of the 5-series midsize sedan, but in the Chicago area, they must be all-wheel drive or they can't get rid of them.
3: Hmm. So so for people listening to us right now, and... Some people think, oh, well, you got to know what what drivetrain your car has. No, a lot of people don't. So let's start with the basics. What's the difference in snowy or slippery conditions? If you go into a skid, what happens with front-wheel drive, or what should you do with front-wheel drive? What should you do with rear-wheel drive? What should you do with all-wheel slash four-wheel drive?
8: If you're already moving... The difference between front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, and rear-wheel drive is not big it's, it's when you get to an intersection and you're trying to turn that the differences come in and they're profound but but the whole story of turning into the skid which is which is good advice and it's correct advice we should make sure people know what that is if you're going straight you intend to go straight and the back end of the car comes out it is skidding in the direction that the back end has come out so you want to turn in the same direction so if you're driving down the road and the right side of the car the, the rear end comes out to the right side steer to the right and you want to correct as gently as possible without overcorrecting, because you don't want it to come out on the other side, mm-hmm. which is absolutely a problem once you've started to skid.
3: Now, is that true, and I'm asking obvious questions, but I'm asking obvious questions, is that true whether you are driving a rear-wheel or front-wheel drive vehicle, if the rear end goes out, you steer in the direction of the skid?
8: It is the same in that case, yes. And if you have all-wheel drive and you, you're a really good driver, you, you can keep a little throttle on to try to get traction to keep you moving forward. But for the most part, if you start to skid, you should be off the gas and off the brake. And then just try to correct that skid. That's your first goal. Don't worry about slowing down. And hitting the brake is not going to help you a lot anyway because you don't have control.
3: But would, yeah. it, would it help you if not hitting the brake? Would it make a difference if you try to put the car into a lower gear?
8: lower gear what lower gear is going to do effectively is break your drive wheels so if a trouble driver rear wheel driver it's going to break those wheels I would not do that unless you're an experienced driver because okay. um, there's a lot to explain about what would happen if you did that yeah
4: I can't even think of because of, I've had the occasion scary occasion of, of spinning out and uh, In retrospect, it seemed like it was going in slow motion because I felt like I could see everything Mm -hmm. as my car was spinning on the Eisenhower Expressway. I could see faces of other drivers, for example, as Mm -hmm. I'm spinning around. And, I, you know, I was thinking at that time, I need to turn into this. I need to turn into this. But that's not your natural instinct. Your natural instinct is to go the opposite direction in hopes of correcting your vehicle.
8: And slam on the brakes. You want to slam on the brakes. And that's not the best thing to do if you're in a skid.
4: And thankfully, I did not. I I turned into it, and I spun around, and it's like the whole world stopped around me. And when my vehicle stopped, I was facing in the correct direction. And I could just (laughs) continue on. It was like... God, what? why Why did that happen to me?
8: <laughs> I, I meant to do that.
4: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, I'm going to straighten up and be a good girl now after that scary experience. <laughs> um, and again, for those of you who consider yourselves seasoned drivers, and I know we've got taxi driver Bob that's listening tonight, and Lester is a trucker that listens regularly. You guys know this stuff, but trust me, if you ask friends or family some of these basic questions, you might be surprised at how little people learn about the vehicle that they drive every single day and just assume it's going to get them from point A to point B. So a little bit more ground we're going to cover, no pun intended, with Tom Appel right after this on WGN. You
3: know the nearer your destination, the more you slip Steve King and Johnny Putman on WGN Radio. And sometimes it feels like that, the more you... The nearer your destination, the more you slip sliding away. No We're talking about driving in winter conditions. Tom Appel, the publisher of Consumer Guide, is with us, and uh, Tom, the blatant plug light has oh. just flashed on. So, if people want to uh, get to Consumer Guide and follow you, um, where do they go? What do they do?
8: Yeah, go to ConsumerGuide.com. If you are not looking for a new car or truck, just go to the blog, all sorts of fun car-related stuff there, and you can get there from ConsumerGuide.com. And the Car Stuff Podcast is available anywhere you download podcasts.
3: One of the things that that I have been doing for years, and uh, even with more modern technology in cars, I continue to do, particularly in cold weather, start the car. Do not immediately start driving. I always give it about 15 30 seconds until I hear the engine kind of cycle down and and that's an easy thing to do. Just use your ears, listen to the engine it cycles down, the oil is uh, moving better and your car hopefully will drive a little smoother. That's my mindset, what's yours?
8: Yeah, and, and for years and years and years, we were all taught exactly that. You should let the car idle for a while before you drive it. When it gets cold, it's good for the engine. And there's a lot going on there that's true, but engines have changed and oil has changed. And right now, the recommendation is, and I checked a couple of sites today to confirm that these numbers are still good, about a minute
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: in really cold weather. Let it idle for about a minute, and you should be good. So by the time you've gotten into the car, put on your seatbelt, turned on WGN or my podcast, you're good to go.
3: But the the idea that you should be in the house and let your car warm up for 10 or 15 minutes. No, you're wasting
4: gas. Uh, you're just warming uh, up just, the inside yeah. of the car. So when you get in there, you're not cold. Yeah.
8: Yeah, there's, there's no practical reason to do that for the car's longevity. Um, it really doesn't need that anymore.
4: Okay. Is there an additive that we can buy, that we can put in our gas tank that is going to make it um, more likely that the car will start when it's below zero? The
8: problem used to be right that water would be in the gas mm-hmm. and 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 if you got gas, especially in the winter that could clog the fuel line or it would clog the injector or not the injector but the carburetor you didn't want frozen ice chips in your in your gas but the problem the thing is now is all the gas in Illinois is 10% uh, ethanol so no chance of water accumulating in the water because the ethanol will, will absorb that oh. so what we used to buy heat because people probably remember that product. Oh, yeah. It was like a buck a bottle when you got gas. It was a great thing to put it there in the winter. Totally practical, same thing to do back in the day. Totally unnecessary now.
4: Then that explains an experience I had in Florida, because I took my dad's car in for an oil change, and I had a bottle of heat. And I said to the guy who did the oil change, could you put this in the car? And he said, I see you have an Illinois plate. And I said, yes. And he said, from Chicago. And I said, yes. And he said, I'm not going to put it in your car. And I said, why? And he said, because that's just not something you need. And I thought, well, that's foolish. Why aren't you doing what I told you to do? But now you explained it to me. (laughs) Because we didn't need it.
8: He was just uh, I think it was just methanol. That's all it was. It was a pint of methanol.
4: Ah, huh. That's interesting. Okay, um, there's so many things we want to talk about. when you're looking at uh, cars that have to park outside, really cold weather, and I noticed this tonight when we pulled out of our garage, a lot of the vehicles on our block have their windshield wipers pointed up. Now, I never did that because I was afraid when I went to put them down, if it's below or if it's cold or God forbid below zero, the wiper was going to break off. Is that the wisest thing to do when you're looking at incredibly cold temperatures and you're parked outside?
8: It looks silly, but there's some logic to it because basically you're you're preserving the life of the blade because the blade will freeze to the glass, and then when you rip it off, you're doing some damage to it. Not a lot, but it probably ages the blade more. The thing is that when you put the blade back down, you don't want to be using your your wiper blades to clear the windshield if there's ice there because you're just doing doing the same amount of damage. You still have to clear the glass manually, but it can't hurt to do that.
3: Speaking of clearing the glass... Credit card? Yes, no.
4: Oh. Huh? Scraping? I've
8: never heard that. Do people do that? That's a. It seems like a terrible thing to do to your credit card. Well,
4: yeah. Out of desperation, there were many times when I would take out a credit card and scrape the frost off the. Especially if it was on the driver's side window, you know, I could get the rear defroster to clear my my rear window, and I could get the you know the other defroster to clear the front windshield. But that side window, I just take my credit card and scrape it off and.
8: Oh. <laughs> that, I've never done that. That's interesting. Um, the, the only concern I have, but it's probably not valid, is simply you don't want to scrape the what is glazing your windshield or your side glass, the, the actual uh, tinting that's on there at the factory. But you probably won't, because I don't think a credit card is any harder than some of the hard ice scrapers we use.
3: And, and am I correct in saying that whether it's credit card or an ice scraper or whatever, you want to be very careful in scraping your rear windshield because of those um, Those bars uh, those what are they heat something that kind of defrosts your rear windshield lines Uh, what's the technical term for those
8: i don't know it's just a little grid of of little tiny copper wires that yeah they just work like a heater does like an electric blanket does and they warm the glass not a lot but enough to 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 clear the ice and uh, i think that that is fairly carefully embedded in the glass. So I don't think it would be too easy to damage them from the outside.
4: How did my mother ruin a windshield? She did. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sitting here trying to recall because we had to have the whole windshield replaced because yeah. on a f- uh, it was... She was parked outside, and she did something, and it did. It take the coating off the windshield. I think it
3: did, and I think I, 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 that yeah. that's why I was asking that question because yeah. I think it was the rear window, and she had no,
4: no, no, no. This was the front windshield. Oh, you think it yeah, was different she took, one? Yeah, she took the front windshield, and <laughs> she's you know. If she was around, I wouldn't be saying these things because I would pay the price.
3: (laughs) So that's why we never let your mom near windshields.
4: Well, yeah, that was one of those. We got in the car and everything was all smeared. The windshield was just, you couldn't clean it. You couldn't clear it. So it must have done something where it took that coating that Tom talked about and just kind of messed it up. But, But I'm
3: also thinking of something with some car... Where the, the rear windshield had yeah. been scraped, and then the, those heating lines were never as effective after that.
8: Oh, now we did have that story, and we talked about this on air, where moisture was getting into the windshield, and I don't know if that was just windshields that weren't, or not windshields, but the back glass, the rear yeah. glass. Where where moisture was getting in there, and the heating elements was heating the water enough, and it expanded enough for the rear glass to explode. That was a weird story. It it took us a couple of weeks to get to the bottom of it.
4: Wow, that would be terrifying too. Yeah, it
8: would. I believe it was loud. I believe it was sudden, and yeah, people probably
4: don't need that headache. Wow. Well, speaking of things freezing up, because for years I had to park outside and I always hated the fact that it was quite possible the door locks were going to freeze up. So if you have to park outside, is that little bottle of stuff that you scored in the lock? is, is that, Or do we not have to deal with that now that people Call have... Call it
3: lockies key- keys or something. Basically, it's isopropyl alcohol.
4: But if you have a key fob, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to worry about it, correct? Probably not. No,
8: now you, It's possible for the actual mechanism to freeze. So if you unlock the door and then you grab it, it might be frozen. A real easy thing to do, you can do this once a year. And then that's just to squeeze a little WD-40 mm-hmm. right into the lock itself.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you
8: open up the front door or any of the doors, you see where there's a pin sticking out, where, where that lines up with on the door itself, and the door jams the pin, on the door is a little slot, squeeze a little WD-40 in there. Oh. WD-40 freezes at 50 degrees below zero. So it's a really effective lubricant.
3: Either that or in really cold weather, uh, lick the handle with your tongue. <laughs>
4: right. And then when your door won't close, be sure you have a roll of duct tape with you so you can duct tape your door closed. Because everybody should have WD-40 and duct tape with them. Those are the only two things you need when you go to that island to live, right?
8: Right, yeah. If you're super lucky to have a third thing, a Phillips screwdriver.
4: Oh, yes. Okay.
8: Only if you get a third thing.
4: We want to spend a couple minutes and talk about tires. Can we take a break and come back and keep you for just a couple more minutes and talk about tire, tire pressure? Because I think there are people who get in their cars, and we'll do this on Monday morning, and maybe they got a digital readout, and it shows that the tire pressure is different than it was a week ago when the temperatures were in the 30s. And now you freak out about it. and Do I run and get air in the tire? So So stick
3: around. We're going to get tired with Tom.
4: (laughs) Yes, we
2: are.
3: <laughs> Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. Man, I miss him. Mm-hmm. Eddie Rabbit. Mm-hmm. What a great talent. We were fortunate enough to become friends with Eddie. Uh, gone much too soon. I, I want to acknowledge that we're talking with Tom Appel, the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive, talking about winter driving. And I want to acknowledge a... A text came in from an 847 area code. This is a compliment, I think. Uh, 847 area code says, I hate to say it, but Mr. King has a good point. We never scraped the rear window. I guess it is true. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> what What does that mean? Are you a blind squirrel? <laughs> I think you're the blind squirrel in okay. that scenario. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: Tom, you're wheezing.
4: <laughs> he has a great laugh. You know who he laughs like? He laughs oh, like that, yes. th- that cartoon
3: dog. The cartoon dog. Oh,
4: no. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, what was the oh,
3: cartoon dog? Oh, it was the Looney had, Tunes
4: cartoon he a, dog. He had a southern accent. Uh, oh, gosh. Laugh again, <laughs>
8: I don't think I can do it. Uh, <laughs> a, a call no, it wasn't dastardly. No, no, no but you're no, close. You're, yeah, you're, you're very oh, close. People
4: will know. They're shouting at their radio right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Max Armstrong laughed like that too. Yes, he did. Oh, but he did it on purpose because it would always tickle me. Well, was, wasn't
3: Dudley Do? No, 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 no But, no. but uh, Dudley
4: Do Right was a man. Yeah, he was a real man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of critters. From 331 area code, honk your horn in cold weather to scare any animals from underneath your car.
3: Absolutely before true. Before starting yes. your car.
4: Or as you walk out to the car, yes. tap the yes. hood of the car. Yes. Some squirrels are hiding under there. We took our car in one time to the, <laughs> to the mechanic and they popped the hood and said, come you must see there was
3: a squirrel nest because this was uh, a car that had been parked outside it was our 92 bonneville it was always parked outside there was literally a squirrel nest under the hood
4: you're 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 not selling it the nest covered the entire engine. Well there is It took that. two guys yep. to lift it out of the hood of the car. Yep. Out from under the hood. It was unbelievable. Uh that same texture though at three three one area code said, Is it better to put in higher ethanol level gas in the winter months, Tom?
8: No, the 10% that's in the fuel as we get it is way more than we need. If you think about like the old bottles of heat, they were one pint. That would make up like less than 1% of a 16-gallon gas tank, and that was generally sufficient. So uh-huh. we have way more ethanol now in the gas than we need.
4: Okay, we want to talk tires. So you uh-huh. get in your car, and it's below zero, and you've got a digital readout on your dash, and it tells you that your tire pressure is low. Is that unusual with really low temperatures, cold temperatures, is it something to worry about? What's your take on all that?
8: So this is what happens and it gets very bad when what we're experiencing right now happens a big temperature change very quickly. So a lot of people, a lot of people listening right now are going to see their tire pressure lights, their TPMS lights uh come on in the morning tomorrow or later this week. If you drive for a while, First of all, do a visual inspection. If none of the tires looks flat, go ahead and drive. And if you drive for 10, 15, 20 minutes and the light goes out, great. That just meant that the monitor was kind of screwed up by the weather. Um, And and even better if you have one of the more advanced systems that tells you the pressure of each individual tire Mm -hmm. because those are more accurate and those are more useful. The bad news is if you're using one of the cheaper systems, which is run, which which we are in most cars. It won't tell you if all of the tires have dropped in pressure. Mm-hmm. See so if you can, and if you have the time, and if you're so inclined, you should have your tires checked.
3: Hmm. Okay. Where do you go <laughs> to get air in your? Because we have uh, have pulled into in the Chicago area, umpteen gas stations, and the gas pumps or, or the uh, air pumps are frozen.
8: Yeah. yeah, and they're terrible now, too. The ones, the coin-operated ones or yeah. the credit card ones, yeah. they're very ineffective. They're so slow, and the gauges on them don't work. So, you so, don't want to yeah, have your own tire pressure gauge.
3: Well, but not just a gauge. Is there anything you would recommend? There there are various uh, things you can get where, basically, you connect them to your cigarette lighter, mm-hmm. and it allows you to pump, pump air, air into your tire. Are, are there any particular products like that that, that you recommend?
8: Yeah, there are a lot of those, and I would recommend going with a brand name product and then just checking the reviews on those. I don't have one in particular that I would recommend, but you want to make sure it's going to work pretty well. And check the tires first with just a handheld gauge, just a Mm -hmm. cheap $3 gauge. Those are usually very effective, and it'll save you a lot of time and effort.
4: Well, a listener wants to know if snow tires are really a thing, and is it something we should be concerned about here in Chicago?
8: No, probably not. Uh, most tires that we get on cars now are what are called all seasons, and they do just fine in all seasons. You can get things that are called snow tires, and they're very different from what we used to get back when we were younger. In the old days, when all cars were rear drive, snow tires were these big, chunky things that were designed just for grip. You know, your car started rolling. Now they're, they're much better. At, they're entirely different things. You can keep them on your car uh, during the entire winter season. They work like regular tires, but they bite in snow just a little bit better. And, they don't, and they're not as hard. They're a little bit softer so that they, they grip better when things are cold. The bad news is is they wear very quickly, and they're very, very expensive.
4: Hmm. A good point from an 872 area code, how many in the listening audience check the tire pressure in their spare tire, which is what you should do at least twice a year?
8: You know what? It wasn't in my notes, so I forgot, to. Yeah. That's a great point. You absolutely want to do that.
4: That's a very good tip. And another one said, and Steve, we kind of use this as a rule of thumb, a half tank is an empty tank. Yeah, absolutely. A listener says you should have absolutely. your tank filled just in case.
3: Yeah, in this weather, uh, I absolutely treat a half
4: tank as an empty tank. An empty tank, tank. yes.
8: And, and speak- if your car is rear-wheel drive, a, g- a tank of gas is a little bit like throwing kitty litter in the trunk for <laughs> rear-wheel drive cars, because that weight is in back over the rear axle.
4: And and Pete from Sock Village said, funny, I'm listening to you, and I have a trunk filled with kitty litter. It's not to weight down my Subaru. It's for my kittens.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, best way... Particularly with how, how cars have changed and the locations of batteries have changed, how do you check your battery to make sure your battery is okay in this weather?
8: You know what? I, I checked a bunch of things today when you guys had alerted me that that's a question that was coming up. There is no good way for an individual to check a battery anymore, unfortunately, unless you actually have a voltmeter and know what you're doing. Um, there's nothing to add. There's no you don't add water anymore. There's not a lot of visual cues. Unless your battery is covered with white crud, that's bad. Uh, but yeah. for the most part, if your if your battery is three or four years old and you know there's bad weather coming, it's a good time to replace it. Mm-hmm. New car battery. Batteries tend to only last about three years and they don't last as long as they used to because there is so much electronic stuff on cars now. So a really good rule of thumb is before you hit your right after your third winter, probably replace that battery.
3: I wonder how many people listening to us right now have no clue uh about something you just mentioned, and I can remember this so clearly when I first started driving my dad showed me how to put water in the battery.
8: Yeah, yeah. We did when I worked at a service station we had a little canister that was specifically for that.
4: Yeah, mm.
8: And that was a bigger deal in the summer. He was really bad on battery. Yeah.
4: Interesting. Johnny, it, did you ever do that? No, I'm looking at you
3: like why would you do that? Yeah, that that was a thing.
4: <laughs> hmm. Uh eight four seven area code says at Tui and Western there's a gas station that will put air in your tires twenty four hours a day. That's well, nice. That yeah. Tui that's, and Western. That's, Good to know, yeah. If you live anywhere in the Chicago area, you should take care of your air, pressure, and your oil, and of course your gas. That's from a 773. And that's specifically why we're doing this segment of the show tonight, is just to remind people of things that we tend to take for granted.
3: A 708 Area Code, another comment regarding scraping your back window. Do not scrape if you had the heat turned on on your back window. Hmm. that's interesting.
4: Uh, I don't know why. And why would you need to scrape it if you had your heat on? Because I would think that would take care of any buildup. And please, people, clear your car off. Don't drive around with just a peephole. I mean, you should be pulled over and 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 have your license taken away.
3: And also, as long as we're we're haranguing, uh, before you uh, start driving, don't just clear your windows. Clear your roof, because that snow on your roof is going to blow on your back window. You're not going to be able to see the person who's driving on your bumper.
4: Yep. Yep, um, and don't drive on the bumper. Six three zero area code says I disagree about snow tires. They cut your stopping distance greatly. A separate set of snow tires and wheels will last you about five years and cost about a thousand dollars or less for a set for most cars. Not to mention all the headaches from an accident. The safety factor for your family and the kids. I'm an amateur sports car driver. I do work for a race shop in season. I rallied on lake uh, on lake in w- lakes in Wisconsin. I'm cringing at that information. Well.
8: That is that is exactly the kind of guy that would have those tires. <laughs> 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 it's someone who works at a speed shop. Yes, I mean they work wonderfully, but it's a lot of work. And the thing that you have to do too is when you have the tires swapped out, you need a separate set of rims and then you need a place to put them. And most people don't want to deal with that. But he's right, they're very effective. <laughs>
4: And uh pickup trucks, we didn't mention them because many of them, uh, in fact, are rear-wheel drive. Uh, this listener says, I drive a pickup truck every time I have my oil changed. I always have them crank down the spare tires. So for everybody who's driving these SUVs, you need to have your entire spare mechanism cra- cranked down and cranked up two or three times. Please share this information. Well, that's a good point because you don't want to be out in the freezing cold temperatures and realize it's frozen in place. And you can't get that spare tire down, right? That's a good point. I yeah. never thought of that, I so, so never thank considered
8: you. That. But yeah, yeah, for people who don't understand how that works, yeah, it's, it's literally hanging there in the back of the car under the bed. And it can be difficult to get to, I guess, if things rust up.
4: And finally, the really important question we had tonight was Tom's laughing like what cartoon <laughs> character? Yes. That cartoon character, <laughs> many listeners have told us, his name was Muttley. Mutley. Mutley. There you go. There's Mutley.
3: <laughs> Ju- Julian. You, you, way you, way you, ahead of you. Way
4: you. ahead of you. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen. Julie.
7: Yeah. We, we need Mutley. Ladies and gentlemen, Mutley from Dastardly and Mutley.
2: That's Tom!
4: <laughs> That's him!
8: Oh,
7: <laughs> I've had that for a while. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now tom's faking his laugh he just want to sound like yeah. so now he's giving us a guttural laugh
3: <laughs> and now that i think of it we've never seen tom and Muttley at the same place at the same time
4: tom who enjoys classic television will be looking for Muttley. <laughs>
8: I'm going to YouTube right after this call. oh,
4: thank you, Tom, for your time uh, by, by the way,
3: uh Tom, we're gonna to be talking with you uh the, officially talking with you next week in in your regular uh automotive uh guys not just talking about uh winter driving, but you realize okay. you have one week to finish your assignment. Do you remember what the assignment was?
8: oh man. No, I had two assignments. There was a movie I had to see. Yes. That, yes. I that's the... get off of, of Twitter. Oh,
4: that's right. You have two things you have to do before next week. Uh,
3: but 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 the key thing is you need to watch Sunset. Sunset, James yes. Garner. Sunset. Yes. Bruce Willis. And make that Sunset. three.
4: You need to go look up Muttly.
8: <laughs> Muttly I can do. Sunset I can probably do. The Twitter thing is more difficult.
4: Oh. All right. Okay. Meantime, people can find you at... <laughs>
8: BoomerGuide.com.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Tom, as always. Appreciate your help. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the cold. <laughs> Bye-bye.
3: More with Muttley next week and more with us coming up.
1: I still remember, I still
2: remember when you I used
3: to be Steve King me. and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Why is it every time we play that now I think of playing Shout at Popple's Tropicana, <laughs> 144-44 South Indiana in Riverdale. Back in the day, with I, the stereos.
4: I'm still thinking about 144.44. Yeah. Five digits. It's always thrown me, because I want to yeah. say 14,444. <laughs> You but can say that if you choose. Yeah, but that that proves I'm a North Cider when I say it that yes. way. Yep. Yeah, I understand. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is the segment of the show that we shout out to those of you who've let us know where you are tuned in. And we thank you all for tuning in. And let us start with a young lady in Algonquin.
3: And her name is Stacy. Stacy.
4: That's a little scary, Stacy. That's even scarier. So stop. You're going to freak her out. That's <laughs> Stacy and Algonquin, and that's just a little thing we've got going on because last week Stacy suggested that she would never listen to us again if we didn't say her name on the radio. So that was for her.
3: Uh, who was that? Was that Stacy? That's right, uh, Gary. Hey, well, let me let me give it a little more of a, a US thirty drag strip.
4: Stacy. Ooh. Okay. okay, now she just jumped out of bed. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, <laughs> uh, Gary, and River Grove, and Seal is tuned in, and Carol Summers and Deb Scott, and Bobby Danos is our buddy in Sandwich, Illinois, and Donna Youngheim, and Don is in Kalamazoo. We've got about ten states represented tonight. Celine is in Butternut, Wisconsin. I just like Butternut, Wisconsin. I, I love that. I, you think of Butternut? Where bread? is Butternut, Wisconsin? I don't know, but it's got to be soft and yummy. <laughs> Right, um, Gordon is I bet in. She makes a lot of bread. Gordon is in Flowery Branch, Georgia, and he tunes in regularly because he knows I have a hard time saying Flowery Branch, Georgia. He's probably in Chicago, and he just does that yeah, to yank just, my chain. Right? Uh, I mentioned earlier, taxi cab. Uh, Driver Bob is tuned in and driving through Lake County. Rich, one of the um, twins, uh, Rich Wade, is in Troy, Missouri. Also, um, let me move over to here. Oh, Wally's in Pinehurst, North Carolina, tuned in. Uh, Kathy Coates. Who was worried about us coming into work tonight. Thank you, Kathy. Randy Rager is in New Palestine, Indiana. Stephen Verheren is listening, and Beverly Goodall, and Mary Cobbler, and Patty Barron is in Wisconsin, and Kettle Moraine, Southern Kettle Moraine in Wisconsin. They got a lot of snow, too. Carrie Johnson is in Palm Coast, Florida. Peter Jacobowitz is in Citrus Country, or citrus country, citrus country, Florida. Bonnie Pearson in Grays Lake. Ellen Maria in McHenry. Mark Sitcher is tuned in. Dr. Cryptosis is tuned in in Wisconsin. Michael O'Connor is, uh, listening to his hometown radio station. Thank you. Uh, Chuck Snitchler is listening in Snowbird. Indiana. Yes. Not to be confused with mm-hmm. Hobart, Indiana. Nor Brozanski is in Aurora. Delphine Bearman. Uh Diane Vasquez is tuned in. Gene Jacobson is up in Milwaukee. Helen Thomas is in K-Town. That's Kenosha. Brian Lefevre is our Chicagoan and a top fan. And we thank you for tuning in, Brian. Susie Schemmel is listening. And Nancy Hollins and Jan Richardson and Mike Fiegel is in Ak- Akron, Ohio. Susan Altman and uh, Bonnie Nelson and Patrice Tentari, another top fan. Lester Clyden is off the road tonight. He's not driving that 18-wheeler. He is snuggled up with his bride of 40 years. Jan Reinhardt is listening. Uh, Lloyd Moncrief is in Ottawa. John Couture is in Warren, Michigan. Deborah Grace and Suzette Frederick in Sauk Village. And Todd Carneal is in Litchfield, Illinois. I don't know where Litchfield is. Linda Moeller is in the Oklahoma Panhandle. Janet Gellert is in Gainesville, and Tracy Douglas is in Savannah. And Carl Shearer is in Gallatin, Tennessee, formerly of Jefferson Park. Uh, Chris Mellon is in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Ruth Greenberg in Golden Globes. Oh, wants to know if we're going to talk about the Golden Globes. That's not where she lives. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, that's cool. Uh, Susan Altman, Deb Scott is in Hoffman Estates. And uh, if I missed you, I'm sorry. I will catch you next week. Well, I want to mention Randy, the
3: super bagger at at the Jewel.
4: At the Jewels. In Evanston, yeah. yes. Thank You're you, in. Randy. And Dean listens every week from Indy. We appreciate that. And a bunch of you uh, checked in here with some comments on winter car driving and care and uh, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Did you mention Sue in Kankakee who just I in? I did not. Oh, yeah. no.
3: 815. i got I to scroll my screen.
4: Yeah, you can text us at 312-981-7200. A bunch of Muttley people text in. Thank you for that, too, for helping us out. And And uh, boy, our life on the radio changed drastically when we started receiving text messages live on the air. Because sometimes I can just come across as sounding halfway smart. Because you people (laughs) fill in all the blanks for me. I really appreciate that.
3: And Lord knows we have a lot of blanks to be filled. Yeah,
4: sometimes we say we've got two brains and we can finish one sentence mm-hmm. uh cuz we look at each other like help me. What, what word am I looking for? By the way, some people
3: uh uh texting and asking about uh the address to our blog and we would love it if you would uh follow <laughs> our blog and subscribe to it. It doesn't cost anything and we will only, we never spam you. You will get an email when we put up a post, and our blog is johnny s t e v e a m d j o h n n i e dot wordpress dot com. That's stevanjohnny dot wordpress dot com, and you find a, a lot of stuff there. Some some things that you may find on Facebook, but we realize there are a lot of people who are not on social media and don't want to be on social media, right. so. We put uh, some of those things on our blog and some additional things uh, on our blog. Mm -hmm. So we would love it if you would uh, check in and subscribe. And as we said, uh, no charge, no nothing. We don't spam you. You just get an email
4: saying, hey, they... Did something else on the blog. Yeah, and sometimes you get a lot more pictures and things like that. Yeah. Recipes and things that you won't get on Facebook. By the way, Jeffrey's in the Gold Coast right down the street. Hey Jeff. He's hey, listening Jeff. tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're gonna jump into cyberspace with Patrick Crispin. We'll be back on WGN. Mm-hmm.
4: Stop it. <laughs> Stop it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julian, stop it.
3: Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. It's not my show. I can't do anything.
4: See It is your show. See,
3: see, I'm always looking for for new ways. By the way, we're gonna be talking computers with with Patrick Crispin.
4: This actually is a quote song? Yeah, it's called Computer Rock. By Beck? By Beck. (laughs) Yikes.
3: It's a rock? And it's a computer. It's computer rock. Yeah, it's a rock. makes me want to throw a rock. Patrick, have you ever heard that?
0: Yes. I have not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever want to hear it again? Because if you cast I, your vote, it would be three to one. I would prefer not to. But Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So now it's three to one. No more computer I, rock. I love it. Uh, I, I hey, pick whoa, it whoa,
5: whoa. I'm on Steve's side here. Oh,
4: please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Oh, <laughs> hi, Patrick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Patrick,
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> by, by the way, uh, this is, uh, for those of you who may not know, Patrick Christman, the Director of Educational Technology, Keck School of Medicine at USC. And when we last talked on the radio with Patrick, he was in the studio with us. Uh, Patrick, you may want to share this with Christine. Did you hear the, uh, the current temperatures?
0: Yes. Yes, we did. And, uh, at at we O'Hare the going... current
3: temperature is two.
0: <laughs> By way of comparison, it's forty eight right now in Los Angeles. Well so, that's uh, chilly
2: though. That is.
0: It is cold for Los Angeles. But it'll be sixty one tomorrow, so
4: <laughs> <laughs> And sunny. And <laughs> sunny. It'll be dreary and a wind chill of twenty seven below here. Yeah. But you know, hey. Yeah. We have snow that we can crunch around in too. Exactly. All right. There are some important things we need to talk to you about tonight. One of them Absolutely. is something that we've experienced, I suspect, you, maybe you haven't, but everyone you know has experienced these crazy posts that come up in your Facebook feed.
3: And uh, I want to jump in and say, I first experienced it from a friend of mine. This is a, uh, a woman who I, I used to work with years ago. She was part of a singing group that I, I worked with. And all of a sudden, in her feed, uh, this message comes up saying, on Facebook, it says, I can't believe he's gone. And my first instinct is, oh, who, and then I quickly did a, a double take and thought, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, a little later, uh, Janice, that was her name. She sends a message saying, do not click on that. Uh, it, it's not me. Somehow her account was, was hacked. and, and or compromised. Compromised. Or, compromised. And yeah. a lot of people have been getting this. And I, it's been coming up, I want to say, at least... Oh, I get. I want to say about ten or fifteen in the past day.
4: Yes, yes. And I, it started last week for me, and it's the just. I called it the just died post. Now, Patrick, are you are you familiar with what we're talking about? Because I, I don't think the way your Facebook page works, you would get these things in your feed, right?
0: I don't get the, them in my feed, but I've locked down my Facebook feed a lot. But yes, I am. I am absolutely aware of this at sort of the thirty five thousand foot view. Threat actors are always looking to trick you. They're always trying to get information from you or to have you hurt yourself or hurt your computer. And what they're looking for are either your username and passwords or your banking and credit card information. And they're going to try to get you to do things that kind of like are through what they call social engineering. And this could be fake logins, fake shopping sites, or even like real donation pages where you think you're making a donation. And you put in your credit card information. And it turns out mm. you're giving your credit card information to a scammer. This just died in an accident, sort of class of scams that's going on in mm-hmm. Facebook right now. This is a phishing example. What's going on is when you click on that link and it's really get there to get your attention, you see it, as like, oh no, who is this? Or oh, this is terrible, it's tragic, I've got to interact with this. So that's the first hook. What's happening in this case is they're being taken to a Facebook login page. And it looks like a Facebook login page, and it's identical to a Facebook login page, but it's not a Facebook login page. It's actually... A bad person who's asking for hey can you give me your Facebook username and give me your Facebook password mm-hmm. so that I can then go and scam all of your friends by posting this over and over again so what happened with the friends that you talked about a minute ago was that she clicked on that link and it took her to a Facebook login page and she entered her Facebook username and password but it wasn't Facebook that was asking for it; it was the bad guy.
3: But well, let, let, um, let me let me hold you for a second here, because because I'd like to explain uh, or have you answer one thing. So I get this fake message, and it looked yep. exactly as if it was coming from Janice's Facebook page. Right. Separately, it was I, coming from Janice's
0: Facebook page,
3: and, and separately, I get a message from Janice from her Facebook page saying, "Nope, not me." So. How is this work? So it's, it's not spoofing her page. It is actually, even though she still has control over her page, it also has control over her page, and that's how both of them can send me messages.
0: You can have multiple accounts, multiple people, or multiple sign ins to your own Facebook account. So what happened with Janice was she clicked on a link from the first scam. It took her to a Facebook login page that wasn't a real Facebook login page. She logged in. The Facebook scammers now have her username and password. She's still in the Facebook system, so she's posting things, but they go in on their computer, they log in as well, and you know that you can log into Facebook on multiple computers, and they start posting things as well. she's going, wait a minute, I'm not the person posting this, and it's like, from Facebook's perspective it is. yeah, Janice, it's you posting this. It wow. has your username and password.
3: So what if, so, if I get to her, what happens right. if I get to her and I say, change your password immediately? What then can, happens?
0: Yeah, what happens then is then she is basically taking complete control of her account, and the people who have her old username and password would no longer be able to get into her account. Now, in some cases, it's even worse that these fake news sites that you then click on, or it might take you after you give the scammer your username and password that then takes you to a website that has malware, that installs malware on your computer. And with this malware, they can then get more information, not just your Facebook username and password, but then your photos, your passwords, confidential documents stored on your computer. It's pretty nefarious. Um, this has been fa- passing around on Facebook, on Facebook Messenger. It can appear as a text. It can appear as an email. But what's happening is, again, you get this message. It's compelling. You want to click on it. It's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. no, who's, who's died? It, you know, they're, they're no longer with us. Oh, no, this is terrible. I'm going to click on this thing. And you go to a page. Oh, darn, I got logged out. I Damn, yeah. okay, fine. Here, there's my username and password. Now, now tell me who died. But you're not actually checking that it's not Facebook you're giving the information to. It's the bad guys.
4: And it's so and sneaky. They get
0: it, they, 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 it's not kicking you out on your computer. Right. It's basically giving someone else access to your Facebook account.
4: And it's so sneaky because it looks legitimate because the link that they have posted under the look who died or can you believe he's gone, it looks like a news site. Where you're going to click and you're Mm -hmm. going to get the details about that 15-car accident or that roller coaster that collapsed or whatever tragedy they're trying to hook you with.
3: And isn't this also a very sneaky way around two-factor authentication? Because if you have your Facebook account set up with two-factor authentication, okay, good, and you should do that. But if you have that... And then you click on one of these things, you have given them access to your account, uh, no, or you, you haven't. Ha- you, oh. you, you, you have... that's
0: the thing is two-factor authentication provides you yet another level of protection. Oh, even if they, even if you give the bad guys your username and your password, they still can't get in without that two-factor if it's turned on.
3: Okay, I wanted you right. to clarify.
0: Willing that. to bet with Janice? Janice didn't turn two-factor on so what happened was they got her username and password she didn't have two-factor on so when they tried to log in it says okay well, there's a username there's a password facebook didn't ask okay give me the give me the second factor and they were able to get in if you turn on two-factor authentication and this is not just true on facebook this is true on almost every device out there um you are going to be much better protected from scams like this
3: so And I really wanted you to explain this because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get to her and I'm going to say, A, change your password, B, turn on two-factor authentication so this cannot happen again. So
4: that's what we can do for our friends when we see this come up in our feed is privately contact them and say, A, change your password, and B, it looks like you don't have two-factor authentication set up. You need to do that now. Good. Good. And because what's really troubling is the the number of times I have seen this in the past week, and Mm -hmm. then you too, and they're from different people. We know some of the same people, but we're getting these from different people, which tells us that there are a whole lot of people out there that are playing fast and loose with their computer, and it's not protected.
0: And what what and basically what it does is it'll get one person and then yeah. log into that person's account and then scam all their friends mm-hmm. then one of them sends it to all their friends and it really just grows exponentially
4: well here's the interesting
0: it over and over again
4: and, and and that's part of the wrinkle in that or part of the the, the, the setup Um their their mo is they include that person that you know, and then eight yep. or ten other people yep. are are yep. are yep. cited in the original post. So you're thinking, well, I know all those people, so
3: this must be legitimate. Yeah,
4: and then here's a news story that I can click on, and wow, okay, Patrick. Uh, I'm going to come back and, and ask okay. you, uh, I'm going to stay on this subject, because we had so many people, when we promoted that we would talk about this tonight, so many people said, please explain this to us. When you, you take control of your computer, we should run a virus scan to see yep. if there's something on our computer. But let's talk a little bit about the fact that many of us are accessing these sites with our phone. And if we have to be concerned about checking for viruses and things like that with our phone. And again, these are questions you guys have asked us to ask Patrick at 312-981-7200. Feel free to ask more as we talk tech with Patrick Crispin here on WGN. In the, In
2: the oh,
4: In that's just stupid.
3: Steve King and Johnny Puppet at WGN Radio. I love this.
4: You have gone out of your way to pick things to just get on my I last just nerve.
3: just trying to come up with some news that this is ACDC in <laughs> oh, yes, cyberspace. It is. It's ACDC
4: at their <laughs> best, right?
3: You ever heard that one, Patrick?
0: I, again, we're going
4: into the deep cut. <laughs> he sounds like it, 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 he stepped on a cat's tail. Ah, cyberspace! Yeah, well, that's
3: ACDC. That was no. pretty good, by the way. Oh, I mean, love that.
4: Uh, what, my, 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 my imitation?
3: Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, wow. so you have a second career.
4: Wow, that's bad. <laughs>
3: I love it. That rocks. I love the roof. Oh, stop
4: it. Stop it. No, seriously. No, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. I love that. Oh, golly. (laughs) Okay, back to the serious stuff. Cyberspace. (laughs) Patrick, when you get these ridiculous, Uh, scammy posts that pop up in your Facebook feed, obviously, we want to take a breath. And we want to back away. We don't want to click on any links. But let's say we get caught up in the moment because we heard that a friend was in an accident. Now we think these are the details to that accident. So you click. Ah, immediately we close out the page. Immediately we change our Facebook password and definitely set up two-factor authentication. As I said before we went into the break, run a virus scan. But what if you, like me, if you do all of your Facebooking, on your phone, should I be concerned about checking for bad stuff on my phone after I've done that?
3: And how do you check for bad stuff on your phone?
0: If you have an iOS device, an iPhone, no. You don't have to worry about it. There there's no known viruses that you or malware that you need to know of. Uh, the iPhone is locked down. If you have an Android phone, Maybe. And in that case, a good antivirus program that runs specifically on Android is something to think about. There's Bitdefender Total Security, Norton 360, McAfee Total Protection. There's a bunch of them that are available out there. Really, any of the name brands that you can think of, you just really need to have a good antivirus program on Android because, again, there's the Google Play Store, but then there's a whole bunch of side apps that you can put on your, on your Android device that you know, can get there, and it's a little more open than what you have behind the wall garden on Apple. So, yes, mm. you do need to have an antivirus program. Just open it up, and it it should catch bad malware or any nasty things that are going on. I do want to back up something because you were saying about changing your password mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how to do that or turn on two factor authentication yes. on Facebook. Right. Again, a lot of people don't know how to do it. Facebook buries it in. A web page that really sounds like a typo, but it isn't. It's accounts, that's plural, A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S, center, C-E-N-T-E-R, .facebook.com. So it's not account center, but accounts center, .facebook.com. You go to account center, and then click on password and security, You'll see a place there for you to both change your password and to turn on two-factor authentication. You really only need to change your password if, one, you've got a weak password or you've got a password that's been reused on multiple web pages. You need to have a unique web password here. Uh, Or if you fell for a scam and you actually, oh, well, darn, Facebook logged me out. I better enter my username and password again. Mm -hmm. You need to go and change your password. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Nancy said, can we just close the loop on this before Patrick moves on to something else and tell us about how to turn on two-factor security? So, Nancy, thank you for asking that, and, and thank you, Patrick, for addressing it. I know we've talked about it a number of times, but if you take nothing from the show and you do use Facebook, please, please do that. Turn
0: on two-factor. Yeah. yeah. Any social media site. By the way, when you first told me about, the, uh, about this, and mm-hmm. it, it's the just died in an accident, or I've also heard this as the he's gone scam. Yes. Yep. And I yep. first thought was, he's gone, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Are we talking about Nick Saban?
4: Oh, oh. <laughs> Alabama fan, <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Yep.
0: We're heartbroken about this. And, and, I know you and, are.
3: And Patrick, I,
0: I think going to do good, but okay,
3: fine. <laughs> I'm going to go back to when, uh, when Patrick was, was here a couple weeks ago we're sitting, we're watching the game, and after the game, I turned to Patrick, and I said, Patrick, do you think Sabin's going to be back next year? I, I, For some reason, for the first time, I had a feeling he was not going to be back.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and it's been an amazing run again i was oh yeah uh, i i graduated in alabama back when we had terrible coaches um you know the three mics including one mic who got fired before the season started uh, and (laughs) never actually coached a game um and and and, you know this has been an amazing run i'm looking forward to seeing it i also i I think that the, the Kirby Smart, I'm I'm glad he landed on his feet at Georgia. I think Georgia's going to be a just dominant going mm.
3: forward. Uh, d- just, just before we break for news, uh, Gabe, you want to jump in on this? Were you surprised at Nick Saban saying bye bye?
6: You know what? I I was to some degree, but you know he talked about age, and you know yep. lately he's also been kind of railing against the whole name, image, and likeness thing. He was never really a big fan of it. He also. You know, he also is not a big fan of the transfer portal and how easy it is for student athletes to, uh, you know, to to just basically pack up and go when they feel like it. It's like it's like the equivalent of college football free agency. But you know, the the game was headed this way for a long time. I I, at least I think so. Um, But you know, filling those shoes is going to be. Uh, uh, very hard it's because, <laughs> right. And it's just like you said, you take a look at the coaches of the past. Cause I remember Alabama in the nineties and, and in the early portion of the two thousands wasn't, you know, they were, they were like the six, seven, eight win team that would get like a second yep. tier bowl game yeah. and and, and yep. everything of that nature. So, um, that definitely, um, that, uh, definitely, and I, I know I read a report that they were, they were probably going to get Washington's coach, to take the job yep. so that'll certainly be a tall task for him although but well, you know, anybody following Savin yeah true
4: is, yeah.
3: is is gonna and yeah.
4: i predict that sabin's gonna run for office and he'll be the governor of alabama
3: well that could happen
4: and people will just bow down to him right patrick
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, he, I
0: i think he he has enough money and enough mercedes dealerships and i think he's gonna hopefully go off into the sunset yeah he
6: has Affleck. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Exactly. Yeah, and he's and I. I'm going to make a prediction.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He is going to be on college game day as an analyst. I
3: guarantee oh, it. oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to happen. Yeah. And
4: that's good money too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we got to break. When we come back, I've, I've been. You may have noticed I'm playing some different computer bumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and I think you'll find this interesting, Patrick. When we come back after the news. Cheryl Crow has a new song out called Evolution. It's all about AI. And we're going to come back with a little bit of that.
2: Somewhere we will find Deep in the heart of humankind I held my baby as the sun came
3: Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. At Cheryl Crow, her new song is called Evolution, and it's all about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting song. Sometime we'll play the whole thing.
4: She gave an interview uh, to Rolling Stone the other day, and she said uh, Stephen Hawking worried that AI would replace humans. As a mom, I want to leave a better world for my children, a healthier planet. Is AI going to be a benevolent partner in these goals or not? It's unsettling, and this song deals with those anxieties that I'm dealing with and i mean it's a pretty song i i guess i i i I do like the fact you can understand all the lyrics i hear where she's going with it
3: and in fact uh when we uh, do our blog and we uh have a link to the podcast and also the songs that we use as bumps we will have a video that has all of the lyrics Mm -hmm. to that song
4: (laughs) And remember it was January of 2023 that our own Patrick Crispin who's with us right now said AI will be as big as the internet right Patrick I I agree you said that
0: This is this is transformational it is absolutely huge um and the thing is it's going to upend a lot of industries it's upending the music industry. It's upending the creative industry. It's uh, And we're just at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. this I do want to back up on one thing where there's this, we kind of have conflated AI with generative AI. Generative AI is something like a chat GPT where you chat with it. Um, there's also AI that is basically just algorithms that kind of figure out paths or you know image identification and things like that. That's not what we're talking about here with with Cheryl Crow and everybody, but a lot of companies are trying to say, oh, well, we have AI, and no you don't. It's at least not what we think AI is. Yeah. So what Cheryl's talking about is generative AI. And she actually in her video talked about how somebody had actually written a song. So there was a human being who wrote a song and then paid five dollars to get a singer that she knew to create the voice for it but it turns out it wasn't the actual singer it was an ai voice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was then laid on top of that song so a human wrote the song but then the the computer copy of this singer was the singer on it we actually earlier this year or last year uh, we're on the air and I you know had a, a spot with Steve doing mm-hmm. a commercial for gluten coin saying he loves gluten and it sounded just like him because mm-hmm. you can use AI to train a voice and have it say things and you can actually train an AI to sing mmm
4: and that's what's so scary, and that's yeah. I think you yeah. can hear that's where Cheryl Crow is coming from too, as an artist, uh, and that's what we went through with the, the SAG after strike last sure. year, yeah. And radio's feeling it too. I mean, radio's gone through so many changes with with satellite,
3: and, and there are now radio stations that are, are going, going to be basically all AI, AI radio stations, yeah,
4: with no humans whatsoever.
0: Mm. Well, Christine likes listening to a lot of audiobooks and uh, has been saying that Audible's got a problem where Audible's been replacing the, the narrators with AI and she oh. just, she's mm. not going to listen to it. It's like, no, I need to have a human being because yeah. the human yeah. being is going to provide a little bit of yeah. the color that you're not going to get from an AI right
4: now. That's a good point, and I noticed that in a commercial recently. I thought, "Oh, uh, uh, that's not a human voice doing that, that commercial," because right. yep. there was a flatness, yep. and there mm-hmm. was it was lacking emotion. That's what yeah. I was picking up on. Well, if I'm going to bring you. <laughs> to something that's just cr- kind of crazy, but it's AI related. You know, the CES, uh, consumer electronics show, <laughs> right, presented as they always do some, some quirky, weird things. And for people who want AI to help with their snoring, a Chinese company, yes, a Chinese company <laughs> yeah. has unveiled an $8,300 mattress and a $1,000 pillow that claims it can fix the problem by using airbags. To reposition your body and your head throughout the night. Now, what does AI have to do with that? That just seems like it's-, it's not.
0: Well, but this is basically sensors that say, "Hey, I'm hearing noises in the room. I'm going to apply airbags," and they're calling this AI.
3: But are they applying are we- the airbags <laughs> over your mouth so you won't <laughs> <laughs> snore? I mean,
2: what's
4: <laughs> you start gasping for air? <laughs>
0: When I was, when I was in the studio I, I kind of said this is a year where you're going to see AI in everything. People yes. yeah. yes. say there's AI w- there's going to be AI water even though there's no AI right. in water.
2: Right. It's
0: people marketers are going to do this. It's not that they're going to say that there isn't going to be AI in certain products. At the at the CES, Volkswagen announced a ChatGPT integration. I think BMW is partnering with Amazon. My hope is, and I fingers strongly crossed on this one, that Amazon can teach BMW how to use turn signals. <laughs> um, sing it,
3: <laughs> yes, sing it, Patrick. <laughs>
0: Well, well it, 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 it's like, come on, uh, well, Walmart's going to do AI uh, for online shopping. Microsoft is doing. Uh, you're start starting to see on new laptops. There's going to be a Microsoft Copilot Key, which opens up real generative AI. So, ChatGPT, that really is generative AI. That's what you and I are thinking about as AI. The Amazon stuff, but Walmart AI, it's not really generative AI. It's going to be, hey, pattern recognition and maybe saying, hey, you might want to chop this, but it's not going to be, hey, can you write me a newspaper article or something Mm -hmm. like that, which is what you do with ChatGPT. There are a bunch of great technologies that have been announced at CES. If you aren't aware about this, CES is annually, it's in Las Vegas in January. Formerly the Consumer Electronics Show, now it's just called CES, because it's not really Consumer Electronics anymore. It's all sorts of things. I've been before. If you have never been, it is intimidating how big this conference is. There are probably 130,000 people who attend CES every year. There are 4,000 exhibitors. I want to say that again, 4,000 exhibitors. Hmm. There are 41 different technology categories, not just 41 technology vendors, 41 different categories of vendors it's impossible for a human to see everything and what ends up happening is you go and look at all the media who's been talking about it and they all sort of highlight the same things but every single media site that goes and talks about the ces is going to highlight different things because again with four thousand vendors with all different products there's no human beings ever going to be able to show you everything (laughs) the things that got everybody's attention this year though Um, There are new televisions from a lot of different companies. Samsung has made a transparent television. Wow. As has LG. The Samsung is a micro LED. The LG is a wireless OLED. Um, It has a black frame behind it if you need it. I don't see this going in the homes anytime. So all the technology enthusiasts were looking at this saying This is really cool, but it's going to be so expensive and it's not, you're not going to put it in your house. I see it as going in hotel lobbies. I see it mm-hmm. going in the companies. But it's, you know, it's a neat little thing. The one thing that I think is really good, you have an LG TV and uh, an LG OLED in your living room.
3: And, and love it. It's uh, OLED yes. and it, it is the best TV I've ever seen
0: it's fantastic. OLED, it's the blackest blacks you've ever seen. The only complaint people have about OLED is that in a bright room, the surface of the OLED screen is kind of shiny and it shows reflections. Samsung has a new television coming out later this year. It's the S95D, and it has a glare-free OLED. Mm -hmm. So it takes everything you like about OLED, which is the Great brightness of the uh, of the newer OLED screens, blackest blacks, and then makes it so that it's not shiny on the surface. So if you're going to be in a bright room, that's a really smart thing to do. Cool. I got to tell you, the one that really excited me. I've been following this for a long time. There was something called the Arden Indoor Smoker, which was done over at FirstBuild.com. GE has actually put their name brand on it, and they have now the GE Profile Smart indoor smoker Hmm. now you're thinking about what what are you talking about you can if you want to in your house without setting off any smoke detectors (laughs) smoke meat now you can make brisket you can make ribs it is it is it is a it is a it's a relatively tall sort of oven that yeah. you put on your countertop, what? plug it in, it uses pellet, and it is sealed so well, and they actually extinguish the flames with a little water bath on the side, that you can smoke inside your house and smoke your own meats.
4: That's crazy. I just see the countertop yeah. just disintegrating yeah. under <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, wow. I, I, if I had more counter space, I would guide it. And the thing is, it's only a thousand bucks.
4: Oh wow! It's a lot
0: of money, but again, if you yeah. really want a good smoker, you're looking at yes, you
4: know,
2: yes,
0: you know, yeah. If you're if you're serious about it, you're already going. Okay, do I really want to spend forty five hundred dollars for a Franklin Offset barbecue, or do I want to go and go to M M&M and M and get one of the one of the new ones that they just developed, or do I want to wait for M M&M M to do the rotisserie, or this is a thousand dollars? You put it on your countertop.
4: That is crazy. I think,
0: it's just fantastic
3: uh, the interesting thing i found on facebook uh i am a fan of vivaldi and on their page on facebook v- vivaldi for people who don't know it's a it's a browser it's a very good browser and uh they posted uh our time at uh, ces has come to an end we had a blast blah 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 incredibly proud to be part of it with our team being the first to bring a full scale browser to cars with Android automotive. Hmm.
4: So Vivaldi will be on cars.
3: Yeah. So so Vivaldi huh. will be part of cars that have Android uh, in their uh, in their display screens.
5: That's interesting. So that's that's going to be fantastic. Yeah.
3: Huh. Now, now I'm curious. I, I I have a couple things I want to jump to, but uh, why? Uh, from your perspective, why is that fantastic, Patrick?
0: It gives you the ability if you don't want to use your device and actually have to pull up your device to go in and say I need to go in and for example I need to see what hours the Walmart is open or where the newest near you know what, does the Jewel Osco nearby me sir have uh, dots pretzels um, and that's not something you can easily do you know hands free in your mm-hmm. car today. But by having some, a web browser built into your car, it gives you a little more functionality, and this is particularly true if you're at a stoplight.
3: Hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, well, one of the other things I wanted to—I'm just curious about this. You know the flip phone that I have? It's the, that you uh, love. The, it's the, uh, the Galaxy. Uh, it's the uh, uh, G3. They have announced. Now you know the flip phone. You pop it open it it will be your normal phone size screen but you can fold it now they have announced they've come out with the version at CES where the phone fold. folds all the way backwards what is the advantage to that
4: yeah like why? I
0: don't know. Because now you
3: y- you You're exposing yeah, that would that be screen.
0: Are closed, closed? Yeah, <laughs> it's closed one way or closed the other way. I, I just don't, don't understand.
3: understand why would you want that? Yeah. I mean, okay, whoopee! You can do that, but why?
0: <laughs> well, you hit you hit on one of the one of my complaints about CES is that a lot of the technology there is meant to dazzle you, to wow you, to say, look at what we can do, and to cause you to not ask, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any (laughs) sense. Well,
4: here's a good example. The smart toothbrush that actually will take your cell phone calls for you. Number one, who talks on the cell phone? (laughs) <laughs> and why do I how why do I need to have And this? do you sound like <laughs> <laughs> What?
0: I have a better one for you. What? And, and, and I I've been waiting to talk to you about this one. Kohler introduced the pure wash E nine thirty bidet seat for thirteen hundred dollars at C E S. It is a bidet that is deeply integrated. We've either Amazon Alexa, Alexa no. or Google Home. What? Because. Why? What? What? How many times in your life have you really gone to the bathroom Ew. and said, hey, Google, watch this? <laughs> oh,
2: ick. ick. So, it's like. Are you kidding me?
4: No, no, okay. that I thought I had the winning goofy, quirky we can live without it device that was presented at c e s This is a mirror that costs you a mirror four thousand seven hundred dollars. It's a mirror that's intended to boost your mood, hmm? so when you look in it, it says, "Oh, you're looking good today, Wow, <laughs> that hair." I'm like, this is just a waste of technology and money.
3: Is it shaped like the mirror from Snow White?
4: (laughs) Mirror, mirror,
3: on the wall. Now, that
4: would be cool. And then the the face that comes back at you would be like the, the witch. Now now you're talking. That's fun. And then finally, the other one that I thought was truly bizarre was the binoculars that you're looking. Now, here you are, bird watcher. You're looking through the binoculars, and the binoculars will tell you the name of that bird or animal that you're looking at. So now all of a sudden, you've got nothing to do but just stand there and look. There's no fun to researching, finding out what this critter is. No, to
3: pull out your Audubon book.
2: That's and just right. Yeah. It
3: up.
0: It's just, uh, no,
4: okay, it's
3: are they sense. Google binoculars? Because That's it, it what does, it sounds it, like. It doesn't.
4: They claim again. Going back to what Patrick said, AI will be attached to everything. <laughs> They're AI again, binoculars. Why? Yes. Yeah. And you're right. I, I, this, I, water. I we we if it hasn't started <laughs> yet we should invest in AI water cuz it will happen. There's
0: going to be AI yes. water. Somebody's going to sell yes. it. Yes. Because here's then if one technology I I know we're hard up for the but I want to just say really quickly a lot of technologists have fallen in love with something called the Rabbit R1. Go look at it. I think this is vaporware. I think it's garbage. I don't think it's going to work. Um, it's an example to me of CES at its worst, where all the technologists go crazy over something until you stop and look at it and go, wow, that's really bad. So just be aware.
4: Well, it is a handheld device. Quickly, I'll read this handheld device. Yes. Uh, The future of AI is here, they claim. Well-priced, friendly, approachable design with mind-blowing AI capabilities. Fingerprint magnet, um, large action model. But what's it doing? A rotating camera? (laughs) Cheap? (laughs)
0: It's a, it's basically supposed to be 10 times faster than voice-activated AI. You walk around it with it in your pocket, pushing a button, ask it a question, or do something. The demo that I saw of it was completely staged and faked. Um, and a lot of the things that it can do for $199, you can do in your phone. So you'd have to have both your phone and this device. Oh. I'm not sure what the device does. And I guarantee you Google Assistant and Alexa are going to do this build into it soon mm-hmm. yeah um you know, Mar- the, Mar- the marquise brownlee in the waveform podcast was saying you know if this was a 50 dollars app that might make sense this doesn't make sense as a standalone product and mm-hmm. all the technologists are saying this is the greatest thing ever because you know they partner with teenage engineering which is an amazing company this looks cool but if as you start peeling back and thinking about it it's like this doesn't make any sense at all. Why is everybody going gaga over this thing? Mm. And again, it goes back to CES, where it's a lot of flash. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much of this is vaporware and how much is real.
3: Wow. So somebody comes out with artificially AI water. If you drink it, yes. are you then artificially
4: intelligent? Well, well, how about smart exactly. water? There is a water out there called <laughs> yeah, smart that's water. True. There is. So that's why there's not a huge leap to, to AI water. You'll know everything if you drink this water. Somebody will come up with it. I'm going to Google it during the news to find out if, they, <laughs> if we need to be investing in it. Patrick, real quick before you get out of here, a couple of people said, sure. what is the antivirus you recommend for Windows PC?
0: There is honestly, I would say, Windows Defender, the one that that comes with Microsoft, the oh. one that's straight out of the box. If you have a Windows 10 or a Windows 11 box, is
3: good enough for most people. Oh. Yeah, that, that's what, yeah, that's what that's what we'll I use. They've really yeah. improved it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, thanks a million. As always, we appreciate your time and have a great week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye now.
3: More coming up. Stay with us on WGN.
5: And the joy is always enough.
3: Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio.
4: I love that song.
3: Jimmy Buffett.
4: Love, love, love it. I love the message. Yeah. I love the way it makes me feel. And I love the fact that it gets caught in the jukebox of my mind and I can't get it out of my head.
3: And I love the fact that it's back on the cho- Jimmy Buffett is back on the charts he
4: is uh, this song was the single from his album that was released right after he passed away last yeah. year and immediately it was the sales of the album skyrocketed and the single did really well and then along came Christmas mm-hmm. and a lot of the songs that had been on the charts were knocked off by Christmas tunes but now that we're in the new year bubbles up is back on the charts mm-hmm. which means a lot more people are enjoying it and uh we we ordered our album in fact when the word came out that yeah. it was going to be released yeah. and we waited for a couple of months i think before
3: and i love the fact that it, uh, while jimmy had put out albums on his own record label for a while mm-hmm. this album was put out on sun records yeah. which is the company that uh discovered elvis presley and carl perkins jerry lee lewis roy arbison
4: do we know why he, I don't know that I've read I'm not anywhere, sure. why he decided to go with Sun instead of his own label. I,
3: I, I'll have to, hmm. reason to look that up. And, and speaking of
4: Elvis. Well, yeah, let me finish with Jimmy, though, because yeah. there's some big news out of Florida regarding oh, Jimmy yeah, Buffett. Oh, yeah, I love this. Yes. Uh, they have proposed a license plate that will be Margaritaville which is like a no-brainer. yeah. And now uh, where we live in Florida, we're about uh, 10 miles from the latest, uh, the newest Margaritaville?
3: Well, okay, we need to explain. We're about two miles from the Margaritaville restaurant. Right. But now there is a Margaritaville basically a retirement community Community. that is roughly 10 miles from us
4: right 55 plus it's i guess it's uh we've not taken a tour of the place but i'm told that it's kind of like you live there and you don't ever have to leave yeah because you've got everything you need right there on the premises and uh
3: shopping entertainment you name it it's all there and, and this was one of many margaritaville villages that are being built all over the country. Mm-hmm. Jimmy so, was a smart businessman. Oh,
4: crazy smart. But just think, he and Taylor Swift together would uh-huh. be really scary. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the state of Florida decided to honor Jimmy that a uh, license plate would probably be a really good idea mm-hmm. and it would be a Margaritaville license plate because that's what he's known for there. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the money from the sales of a Margaritaville license plate would go to his charity, Singing for Change. I love that. Which is just brilliant. They also decided, along with that proposal, that there's a stretch of Atlantic Coast Highway That they will name after him. So it will be Jimmy Buffett Highway. Mm -hmm. And it is a 340 mile historic, scenic stretch of highway. It's known as State Road A1A. Well, now anything's going to be better than A1A. Yeah. That's just the blah. The main road along the Atlantic coast in Florida starts in Key West and it ends in Callahan, Florida, and it passes through. Towns all the mm-hmm. all the way up the coast there. Uh, it includes state parks, national monuments, beaches, nature trails, boating, fishing, preserves, and a, a diverse group of people from Key West all the way north. And they felt that a scenic A one A would be a perfect way to honor Jimmy Buffett. And I think, I think a
3: lot really- of that is the area that uh, that Jimmy sang about that he uh yeah he loved to hang out in along that stretch of florida
2: yep
4: yep and in other music news uh elvis is back on the charts which some people are going wow yeah it's like he's being rediscovered mm-hmm. and graceland is coming up with some new and creative ways to Generate more interest in Graceland. You know they had a, a a birthday celebration that they opened up to the public for free, where you could mm-hmm. watch on Zoom, and that was wildly popular. Elvis had fallen it, it, off it had, the charts briefly, then he saw a bump with Christmas, and mm-hmm. now he's back again.
3: And uh, speaking of the the Graceland uh, Christmas thing, as much as I'm an Elvis fan, and we've talked about this before, it was an Awful telegrams, Just dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, I love the idea of a live Christmas show from Graceland. This was not the show. It was just (laughs) really, really dumb. Interesting, though, that one of the the new things they're doing, they have uh, the original disc that Dewey Phillips first played on his show down in Memphis that was the first time Elvis was ever played on the radio and they're now having that as a part of a display yeah, yeah. in Graceland which is kind of cool.
4: It is. and you, In fact, you can find it on Facebook and you can listen to it and they put together a neat little video where you see a hand place a, a piece of I guess it would be acetate,
2: yeah, back exactly. then,
4: on a turntable, and then they lifts up the the arm and drops it down, and mm-hmm. you hear the scratchiness, and it's it's just a, yeah. th- that's a really creative way to kind of share a song that's been around for yeah. over sixty years. So the Beatles are on the charts, Elvis is on the charts, Jimmy Buffett's on the charts, Rolling Stones are on the charts.
3: Welcome to the seventies.
4: I know. It's crazy. We moved into twenty twenty four and people are going, What? If Taylor Swift is not on the charts, you've got guys that have been around for sixty years. Yeah,
3: Not a bad thing. More coming up, Stay with us at WGN.
1: Just human I.
3: Steve King and Johnny Putnam at WGN Radio love that group. I empty Pockets, yeah. Snow Day, that's uh, from uh, one of their recent albums. And speaking of the Empty Pockets, Will's Place. Yes, yes, Will's yes. Feature, and for those of you who don't know, Will's Place, uh, it Will, all relates to the Empty... Okay, you want to give the... The,
4: the, uh, the lead singer uh, <laughs> that you just heard, Josh, Josh Solomon's brother is Will. Will is the will of Will's Place in Skokie, a little cafe coffee shop in Skokie, opened last summer. It's a very special place. It employs uh, 17 to 20 adults who are dealing with various kinds of disabilities, mm-hmm. and uh, it has become just a fabulous little restaurant with great coffee and food.
3: And there was a wonderful feature on them yes. on uh, Channel 2 this week.
4: Our thanks to Joe Donovan for doing yeah, He did it. a terrific he job. He went there himself. He didn't send somebody out just to do some footage. He mm-hmm. interviewed the folks there. You see Will. Um, you, can, you can access it online. You can go to Will's Place, and they have posted the video. Um, there's a feature they do on Channel 2 on Friday nights. Uh, it's kind of like someone you should know yeah. That bit.
3: kind of a thing. Yeah.
4: Um, but it's a terrific piece because... Uh, it was
3: relatively long...
4: It was. The, the,
3: in television terms, a relatively yes. long
4: piece. Yes. And you actually see Will communicating yeah. the way he does with technology. He uh, is nonverbal, uh, but he does communicate there behind the register, uh, taking your order. He does that with technology, where he speaks to you, and you speak to him, and he speaks back, and he did that with joe on the feature that they did and it was just really super and good things are happening for them uh there needs to be a will's place in every community for adults as um will and josh's mom um joan halligan said on the piece uh when they get to be when you're dealing with a a child with any kind of disability uh they get to be about 21 years old and There's nothing for them to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can go to a grocery store and work bagging groceries if they are lucky, but they want something that is something that makes them happy, proud, a reason to get up in the morning. And that's what they've done with Will's place.
3: They're cooking, they're uh,
4: yeah. yeah, they've got a young woman there that has become quite the baker, and I met her, and I uh, she's serious. That girl, when she's making her her tarts and her scones, and you don't you, you, don't interrupt her because she's in the zone, and she's really good in mm-hmm. what she's doing too. So if you happen to be driving through Skokie, uh, check their hours because they have limited hours because they, uh, the young people come in to work a seven- or eight-hour shift. And uh, they are very busy at breakfast and lunch. And they're in Skokie, right across from the Skokie Theater. So if you're on Lincoln Avenue in Skokie.
3: And right next to my favorite comic store. Yep. yeah, REL REL comics. Oh, yeah, comics.
4: Uh, you can easily find Will's place and look them up online if you're listening to us and as many people are tonight in other states. You know,
3: it's Will's Place Skokie dot
4: com. Yeah, it's a great little website too. An adorable place in the city of Skokie. The village of Skokie should be they should be commended for making uh, I think it's called Tift money available. Yeah so that they could get this project off the ground because this was a dream for some time on Joan's part as um, Will's uh, adopted mom she adopted him as a baby he was two months old and they said in the feature did he weigh two pounds Yeah, when she brought him home from Vietnam two pounds and he'd had a stroke within the first week Mm -hmm. of uh, his life on earth and it was only after she had gone through the process of adopting him that she was told this and told that he would probably have some medical challenges and she said hey he's my baby now you know and she she walked away with a two-pound baby
3: and he got a wonderful mom and a wonderful family
4: yeah and uh, so we met him through josh and his wife erica and empty pockets and that's how we became aware of will's place and that's when we decided we wanted to tell you all about will's place so that you would visit it and support it as well 312-981-7200
3: 312-981-7200 if you want to uh, text us and uh, we'll have the uh, the last call coming up in the next half hour which reminds me yes just for a second okay <clears throat> when we finish the show yes julian puts the podcast together <laughs> yes and we post links to the podcast and to the the bumps Mm-hmm. the The musical, the ins and outs that, right. that we have used on the show. <sighs> there was a discussion at the end of last week's show about whether or not we should play all of our closing mm-hmm. song,
4: closing time theme. Mm-hmm.
3: If you want to hear that, you can go to our post of last week's blog. It was the one and only time we will ever post that we will never ever ever play that song. And you have people. You had people. Station. Thank
4: you for that too. So yes, that's our deviant crowd that listens. <laughs> yes.
3: So for all of our our deviant listeners, you can go to last week's blog. Yes,
4: and, and the, it's there.
3: Uh, the blog address is stevenjohnny.wordpress.com and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the, the very last song that is featured mm-hmm. and, and again I, I'm I'm singling it out because warning, warning, warning
4: Oh, it's not that bad well, come on. You watch you, three hours but, of Taylor Swift swearing. But
3: you don't want the kids to be in the room no, you're going to play no. it. Okay.
4: And they'll probably play it for you. Yeah. That's you know, that's all true. the lyrics to it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of music, the Empty Pockets are going to be at Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. That's their first gig in the new year. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on February 3rd. And they're going to be there with George Lopez. Cool. Yeah, they've done a number of shows with George Lopez, Mm -hmm. I think, Chicago Theater. And then they hit the road. They're going to be in uh, Dallas and Austin, Texas and uh, Woodlands, Texas and Hilton Head, South Carolina, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Atlanta, Clearwater, Florida, uh, Orlando, Florida, Palm Beach, Florida, Miami, Florida. They're no dummies. Let's go to Florida in the wintertime, right? Mm -hmm. It's like our friend Muriel Anderson. Let's go to Hawaii in January
3: boy or Delbert McClinton with his Sandy Beaches cruise but
4: that's work i mean i'm not suggesting that well, traveling all over the state of florida with a band is not work but you're captured on a cruise and yeah but but if i
3: was ever going to go on a, on a cruise, cruise that would yeah yeah
4: a friend of ours was on a cruise this past week and he said uh, this was like the third cruise he'd been on in the past year. He and his wife have retired, yeah. and this is their thing now. They do cruises. And he says it never ceases to amaze him, the number of sick people that will go on a cruise. I mean, apparently yeah. he was having dinner. He and his wife were having dinner with a woman who said, I think I have pneumonia. And like, wow, why are we sitting with you? And the number of sick people who will not wear masks. Exactly. And he said that, He thinks it's because people go on cruises and they don't have cruise insurance. So they're sick, but they pack their bag, they drag their butts Mm. onto the cruise because they're going to lose everything if they stay home. And so I guess his point in posting this was, if you're going to go on a cruise, you should get some insurance just in case you do get sick. And if you're sick, please don't come sit next to me. Yeah, he was he was posting this, and she's sitting right next to me talking about how she's sure she has pneumonia. They said that's very weird. <laughs> hey, let's no, check. No, let's no, check no, his no, post no. in a week and see where he's coming from. Right? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, some unfinished business coming up. A number of uh, texts coming in about uh, our earlier conversation on driving and bad winter weather. Yeah. So I want to sneak those in. And engineer Bob Ferguson, who we have worked with forever, sends in a text this morning. He said thank you and Steve for talking about the latest Facebook scam. That was our main topic mm-hmm. with Patrick tonight. We were talking about, if you're just joining us, we we're talking about the message that you get, "Oh, I can't
3: believe uh, look who died. he died. Oh. Do not click on that message if you get it."
4: It was a terrible accident. Look at this. Yeah. And then there's a link that looks like it is a news story that you're supposed to click on. So what happened to Bob? Bob writes, uh, I was uh, just getting up to go to the station and was checking my email as you were discussing it. And I see that one of my sisters has been hacked. So I let her know about it. Thank you for the heads up. You're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Okay, thank and thanks you, Bob. for listening too. <laughs> yeah, we've been
3: hanging out with Bob for
4: how many years now? probably thirty. Good grief! Yeah, at yeah, least at least thirty. Years. We all grew up together on the radio. Yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs> More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. I
4: like the kisses that
2: I do. Me, I love the winter weather. Cause I got my love to keep me warm.
3: Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. I love that song. A and good that little, is... Uh, that's
4: a good uh, guitar solo, too.
3: Yeah. That's Laufey and Dodie. Laufey
4: is L-A-U-F-E-Y. Yeah. Laufey.
3: And I believe they're going to be in Chicago. I, I yes. want to say at the Chicago Theater.
4: A little bit of background on Laufey, if this is the first time you've ever heard her name. I know it sounds like you're listening to something from 1943.
3: Well, as a matter of fact, that particular song, to my knowledge, was first done... By Benny Goodman and Peggy Lee. Mm. So they really, and I believe it was originally recorded in about
4: 1943. Wow. Wow. Lofi is Icelandic Chinese icelandic chinese and she is really big on jazz and classical music mm-hmm. and she really wants to maintain as singer and producer and instrumentalist she wants to maintain this mm-hmm. feel this authentic feel of vintage retro music she doesn't want it to be like a lampoon she wants it to be real and, and boy the,
3: i think she does a really yeah. good job of yeah it.
4: um It might be pronounced LaVey, L-A-Y-V-A-Y, even though it's spelled L-A-U-F-E-Y. She's based out of L.A. Uh, She has an album entitled Bewitched. That's her second album. It was inspired by jazz greats and classical masters.
3: I think we need to get that.
4: Yeah. Um, She will be touring this year with Dodie. And they're even going to be at the Ryman, performing at the Ryman in April. Uh, stops along the way, ending up in Chicago at the Chicago Theater on April 28th. Then a couple days later, they're playing Radio City Music Hall.
3: Julian, your assignment, should you choose to accept it, let's get them on the show.
4: And we say them we should accept it. because Dodie, D-O-D-I, D-O-D-I mm-hmm. is not part of her act. They are performing together under what I think is called... Yeah. Uh, I think they're called... It's called Bewitched the Goddess Tour.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, let's... If we can only get one, let's go for Lafie.
4: Or let's learn how to pronounce her name.
3: Yeah, so. let's do that before yes. we have her in the show.
4: Can you bone up on your Icelandic language before you call? Skill. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <Ma>! Okay! <laughs>
3: well, speaking of cold weather... <laughs> uh wanna acknowledge a text and you can text us at nine at one seventy two hundred. Uh text from is seven seven three area code. Uh says Elvis and Jimmy Buffett warming my tired bones was busy last couple of days, shoveled twice, taking a nice hot bath while listening to you two guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Let's see. So we are in bed with a half dozen listeners. Yeah. We're in front of the fireplace with at least two yeah. listeners. Now we're in the bathtub with at least one. <laughs> okay. We're getting around tonight. again.
3: We're, we're maintaining our rating. We're number yes. one with PWPs, people That's without right. pants. You're
4: right. Um <laughs> I always envision people half listening to this and saying, they're doing the show without pants? What? It's too cold to be doing that. A couple of things. It's a
3: hot studio.
4: It is. (laughs) Oh, golly. Louisville, Kentucky wanted us to give them a shout out originally from Park Ridge, Bridgman, Michigan. Remember I said we had, some, we had 10 states that were listening. They wanted to chime in and say, yes, but Kentucky is also listening in tonight. Uh, Nebraska, I don't think we mentioned Nebraska earlier. Lincoln, Nebraska is tuned in. And uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin also said, uh, oh, no, actually, this is the guy that tunes in from Flowery Branch, Georgia, yes. and I suggested he only says that just to try to get me to say
2: mm-hmm.
4: Flowery Branch, Georgia, because mm-hmm. it doesn't roll off the tongue. And he texted to say, no, I actually am here until May, then I'll be back in Lake Geneva where I live when I'm <laughs> <Okay>. not here.
3: <laughs> we should mention uh, we have a full show next week. Woo-hoo! That means you need to be here at 9 o'clock because mm-hmm. that's when we will be here. And uh, what do we got going on next week? Uh, we don't have a clue. But, I, uh,
4: I do know one thing I want to do next week. What's that? Chicago, um, Time Out Chicago, did a feature this week on 10 places that are scarier than any haunted house in the city of Chicago. Okay. And one of those places is pictured in tonight's driving to work photos. Really, Lower Wacker. Oh yeah, yes.
3: Cause... there is one picture uh, because we came up and we we know we, we turned on Randolph going into Lower Wacker, and well, actually, it's not Lower Wacker. It's it's Lower. It is. Well, that's really not Wacker because if it's Randolph, it can't be Wacker. Wacker is north of Randolph.
4: Well, we still call that Lower Wacker. No, we call it. What do we call it if it's not Lower Wacker? The underbelly of the city. We do not call it the underbelly. When I don't care where you are when you go under. We call that Lower whacker. Well,
3: yeah, you kind of refer yeah, to Yeah, we kind of do. But the point is, if you look at that picture on Randolph, when Randolph yeah. goes underground, it is under construction. So that when you come off Lakeshore Drive, boom, you immediately have to get over into the left lane, which is as bumpy as, as you will find any place on the planet.
4: But it's confusing because every week when we do this, that right lane is a bike lane, which if you're not familiar with it, it's very yep. easy to make that turn. And next thing you know, you're in a bike lane. And the bike lane is not bumpy for some reason. It's the, the other side. that's a mess. <laughs> uh, where was I reading? Is it in Sweden? Did you read the story about oh, yeah. their bike lanes?
3: There, there, it's a, um, well, not just the bike lanes. There was a stretch of highway. Stretch of highway. Jill Simonillo posted yes. it. Jill Simonillo, who um, uh, joins uh, Tom Appel and comments on all things automotive. There is a stretch of highway in Sweden that has been apparently doing this for quite some time. If you have an electric vehicle and you're driving over the stretch of highway, it automatically charges your vehicle.
4: Remember, a few months ago, I said that there was some talk in in Detroit that they were going to do a stretch of road. Mm -hmm. And I remember Tom Appel said at that time, well, that's too costly. And I said, well, yeah, but if it's something that the people, the masses are clamoring for, it seems like it would be a good investment in tax dollars. What if
3: we could talk to somebody in Sweden about that?
4: Well, the other thing that they're doing is the solar-powered bike lanes. Where the bike lanes are soaking up the sunshine, and then at night they glow. So when you turn, like you do off of Randolph, and so you're you going, could
3: actually see the bikers.
4: Yeah, of course. If you're in Lower Wacker, you wouldn't be getting any sun, so yeah, it really wouldn't so make that, any difference. So never mind. So much for that.
3: Okay, but, uh, <laughs> never oops, mind. Well, speaking of not getting any light, I see the lights are starting to flicker. And what, yes, what am I hearing in the background? I, I think. I
4: Hopefully,
3: uh,
2: uh,
4: oh, oh, it won't start tonight. They can't,
3: the Zambon- it's too cold to start the Zamboni?
4: Oh, they, man. They can't get... Oops, oh, they, uh, did
3: they get the Zamboni going?
4: He didn't flood it.
3: Okay. Oh, man. All right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I thought all these cookie crumbs would be left on the floor for the morning shift. <laughs> Dean would come in here stomping around going, why is it so messy in here? Because the Zamboni wasn't working. Yeah. And, but it and, and, will be.
3: Well, that means it is time for our last call. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, would like to be our last caller, give us a buzz. 312 981 Boy, that Zamboni is sounding, <laughs> now that they got it started.
4: It's getting closer. <laughs> yeah,
3: Scary. 312 uh, 981 If you are our last caller, you win some goodies. Mm-hmm. If you have not won anything from this here radio outlet in the past two months. 60 days. 312
4: well, or, some, or two months. Well, some months are 31 days. That's true. So it would so be it could, 61 days. So,
3: or it could be 62 days if it was two 31-day months. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have separate checking accounts.
4: Oh, oh, oh. oh you say that looking at me like I yeah. s- said something that was questionable. Mm, you? Nah, something that's questionable? Yeah. What? Hmm? You and your silly computer songs. You won't live that down. <laughs> drek, I say. Drek. 312-981-7200. Uh,
3: last call coming up. Stay with us.
6: Yeah. Yep. 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 Losing time. We're Losing
3: time. Losing time. Head, on out. Head on out. So, let's go. Let's go. You home. don't have to go home here. Yeah, you really kind of do. But you can't stay here. No, you can't stay here. No, you cannot stay here. And if you want to... <laughs> Hear the rest of that. Go to our blog, last week's blog. Okay, Steve and Johnny S T E V E A N D J O H N N I E dot wordpress dot com, and you you will see that it has the date for last week's. Show it has the link to the podcast, it has all of the links, musical bumps, and the very bottom one mm-hmm. is a one time only link to all of Red Peters and yes. the closing song.
4: Red Peters, uh, American musician and comedian. Uh, he's seventy-three years old. Really, he's in Quincy, Massachusetts. Yeah, he was in the movies Meet the Mobsters and Dirty Country. His group is called Clawhammer. Uh, he also considers himself a comedian. He's got a dang good voice. I'm thinking we need to get Red right on. We the show. do because he's wondering why. Yeah. why people are accessing this song. Really wonder. Where did he say this? Well, no, I'm saying this. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. But he probably is. Uh,
4: yes. Because
3: we have done more to promote
4: the uh, closing yeah. song
3: by Red Peters.
4: But again, he does have a good voice. I mean, it's not just a a silly, cheesy song. And the song does work for closing time, because we got to close up this joint. Mm-hmm. So we take our... <laughs> I just looked down at the lyrics of the song, and I was like, "Woo, hello. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, We take our last caller, and what we do is we take a bunch of calls, a whole bank of phone calls, and then we randomly choose a number. And then, um, whose turn is it to choose a number? Uh, It's my turn. I'm I'm looking at you. Okay. Because Julian did it last week, right? All right. So I'm going to say two. Does oh, okay. two feel good?
3: Line two, and that would yeah. be uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, where are you calling from?
4: Hey, how you doing? I'm from
5: Chicago. I live in Louisville now. and oh. You know, you two have been unbelievable at WGN for years. and uh, Years. And years. <laughs> and, but but I'll, I'll say this. You know, 100 years ago...
3: No, we uh, haven't Mac been here <laughs> that long.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, but Max
2: Armstrong
5: and I... Uh, Went up to do the Grand Champion Steer in Milwaukee,
2: Uh
5: and uh, we did a a show with Orion Samuelson, and it was uh, top of the morning, and the one thing that blew my mind was Orion had a watch that had a timer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there would be a commercial that would come on, and and I can't tell you the amount of time, but let's just say it was two minutes. Uh Uh-huh. And... Two minutes and three seconds later, that alarm would go off. Orion was snoring. He'd open <gasps> yeah. his eyes. Yes. And he'd come up firing. And, yes. And say what he had to do. And I got to tell you, Orion Samuelson's an amazing man and badges.
3: Well, I, well they, and Mike, I will share with you and everybody else it, one of the most amazing things we've ever seen because uh, we worked with Orion for many, many years. And we could be in the studio with with Orion and because of his hours, uh, he almost worked 24 hours, there would be times when, just as you say, during a commercial, he would fall asleep, and he would wake up, and you'd never know that he'd been asleep. He was just getting a little nap, and he's... Power napping. I've never seen anybody else do that. Yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> so,
3: so, Mike, I, I have to ask you, what what do you do, what did you do that meant that you and Max and Orion were on stage together?
5: Well, I, uh, I was a, uh, first off, I was an intern at the Northern Trust for Farm Management, and I was the first one ever to go to do farm management on an internship at the Northern Trust, hmm. which happens to be one of the most conservative banks in the country. And then from that, Max and I met, and uh, we met at a show in Louisville, uh, the Machinery Show in February. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another from that. And obviously, I'm sure Max used to live in Schomburg. I'm from Mayberry, Park Ridge. Mm-hmm. And sure. We used to to do different shows together, and now Max lives out in North Carolina, and I'm in Louisville, but we Mm. stay in touch, and we see each other every February, and, you know, I can't say this enough. You two are phenomenal. Oh, and, uh, you're so sweet. I, we love your show. Oh, thank oh. you so much.
4: Oh, Tell me, though, because we have friends that are thinking about, um, after retirement, moving to Louisville. Did you choose Louisville because that's where you wanted to retire, or family there, or, or what What sent you to Louisville?
5: I own racehorses, and a, oh. a trainer by the name of D. Wayne Lucas is mine. I started... Uh, in a race business in 03 with Arlington and Hawthorne.
2: Oh, my and, gosh. Uh,
5: and then my barn got bigger, bigger, and bigger. And then I have D. Wayne Lucas. And what an amazing man. You know, here's a guy that's 87 years old. And every day he's on his horse at 4.30 what? in the morning checking out his horses. And uh,
3: 87 is amazing. the new 50. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell
5: you what. What? Uh, Wayne, at 87, is like giving a monkey a drum. He is
2: uh, just an amazing individual.
4: <laughs> and that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: I, I will share with you, uh, speaking of Louisville, and this time of year, some of the most hazardous driving Johnny and I ever had to deal with was driving back from Panama City Beach, Florida, to Chicago, trying to make it in time to get here to do the show and driving through a winter ice storm on i-65 coming through louisville scary we were about the only thing moving yeah and it was just awful
4: yeah yeah well
5: the phrase is drive fast and take chances and i want to ask you one question um is your home in florida and panama city
4: Panama the City pa- Beach. Panama City Beach, mm-hmm. Acro- across the bridge okay, from Panama well, City. Do you
5: have a tornado that just came through. Yes.
4: yes, we do. Oh, we, yes. We
3: had a tornado. In fact, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, and that's uh, the Stephen Johnny Show Facebook, uh, and scroll down, and you will see we posted a video. The tornado hit eleven miles from our house. Fortunately, the only oh damage we, the only damage we had at our house is we, we had a tree that came down but other than that, eleven miles from us, it was lo- a
4: Christmas tree no, it no. was just a, a a big old pine tree. Well, actually, it could be a Christmas tree, but it's about four stories high. <laughs>
5: I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah,
4: but uh, the, the the tornado, the people who who saw the that morning, they saw the result of the tornado. They said it looked as bad as a hurricane had come yeah. through there. And yeah. then, I mean, really, and bad. and these are
3: people that have been through Hurricane Michael, and they said in in the direct hit that the tornado got, it yeah. was worse than Hurricane Michael.
4: But speaking of Florida, the next time we're on I-65. Can we stop by your place in Louisville? Because we drive right through there.
5: We'll stop. I got a better idea. Why don't you guys come over to the barn at uh, Churchill Downs, and I'll show you the horses.
3: You'll Ooh. meet William Lucas, and we'll go from there. Ooh, wow, I'd love to do. We will take you up yeah. on
4: that sometime. That is an awesome offer, and it's a pleasure to meet you, Mike. I can't wait to send Max a text and tell him that we chatted with you on the radio. You're going to receive some prizes from our show. We'll send you, uh, and I'll be proud to see you wearing that retro WGN Radio T-shirt, mm-hmm. and you're going to get your very own desktop weather station from american weather makers thank
3: you yeah i i'm still remembering some of those awful Awful. icy and
4: literally we were like the only cars on the road but we had to keep driving i think we had to keep driving because we had to be on the radio
3: back in the day when we only had about a week vacation
4: and we were stupid
3: yeah that too we would leave florida about seven in the morning
4: on a sunday morning
3: And drive nonstop to get back to Chicago Mm -hmm. in time for us to go on the air Sunday night into Monday morning. And there were times when literally we would pull into the parking lot at the Tribune Tower Sit there for a couple minutes, if we had a couple minutes, and then walk right upstairs and go right on the air. I
4: remember the first thing that I would do, invariably, when I'd sit down. you in try my,
3: to fasten your seatbelt. I would
4: start looking for my seatbelt. Yeah. I would be behind a microphone looking for my seatbelt yep. because your whole body is still vibrating. And please, if you're a trucker, please don't bother. Just, as I said, we were stupid back then. Yeah. And we know we were doing something truckers could not do because we okay. were driving way too long.
3: And would we ever do that again? No. no. Jinx thank you Thank you so much for hanging out yeah. with us Tonight the uh, Sinatra hours Are uh, coming up next And uh, we'll be back here next week With a full show starting at Nine o'clock mm-hmm. uh, from nine until Two uh, The podcast will be up In uh, in a day or so and you can go to our Blog and you'll find links to the podcast And the bumps and everything else
4: And if you're going to be up uh, for a little while You might want to check in on our Facebook page because who knows what I'm going to see on the way home tonight. I might snap some pictures. Mm -hmm. I got two gorgeous pictures last week driving home in the fresh snow. If I may say so myself, those were very lucky, excellent shots that I grabbed. So uh, pictures will be posted too.
3: Thanks to uh, Bob Fukuda, the yeah. uh, keeper of the big plug.
4: And driver of the Zamboni. Yes. Also, our thanks to Ron Brown and Gabe Salgado in the newsroom.
3: And thanks to Julian for uh, keeping us more or less on the street and narrow. <laughs> and most importantly, uh, thanks to you for hanging out with us. Uh, stay safe and stay warm.